You got your FanDuel app open? I should have had that app open yesterday. But I did put in some more bets and took a beating too. Who you bet on? <sighs> Who I had? I had um, Chiefs in the first half. They were supposed to score a touchdown on that drive. Third and change. Fucking, I think Mahomes. Nah, like Mahomes do it incomplete. They fucking keep the field going. Fuck my shit up. When are we going to do a gambling segment here on WBH Radio? Let's go. Whatever you, not today. <laughs> not today. Whatever you're ready. But I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing some sharks too, man. Yo, I got a doctorate and all that. I, <laughs> I still don't understand a spread. The, all right. So pick when the, they say Giants plus seven, I don't know what that means. That huh? means they're giving seven points. So they're underdog. So they could lose by seven, and they will still cover the bet. If they lose by eight, they lose the bet. If you bet Giants plus seven, that means you bet them to win the game or lose by up to seven points. Again, that's way above my, my head, son. <laughs> I, for the credit people give me for being smart and stuff, I cannot figure out. It took a while. It took a while. Gambling, man. Uh, let's get this one started. WBH Radio, episode 112. Got my man Fenton in the building. Welcome, sir. How you doing? How you doing, WBH Radio? What's going on? I'm good, man. And uh, I want to make a point to slow down today. I feel like we always rushing. It's one of the last podcasts of the year, man. We just going to take it easy. I want to first start by, as the kids say today, giving you your flowers. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> oh, where? I, I, I'm gonna go first, man. Yo, the last time you were here, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. It was me, you, and Fat Cat. Fat Cat's in the doghouse right now, so I would usually say a shout out to Fat Cat, but I want to do whatever the opposite of give a shout out to Fat Cat is. That's what we're doing. My Give's man forever. My man, Bubba Cat, man. <laughs> but he in the doghouse right now. But not for real, man. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I even got some text messages from people who say, yo, that was cool. They had fun. They enjoyed it. So um, that's it, man. I just want to send a salute. That's what's up. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I appreciate the crowd showing love. They, but they've been showing me love since the Brooklyn nah, College days. Nah, not really. Since the Brooklyn nah. College It was like, yo, we're fed up. Bring him back. <laughs> not really. We'll, we'll be hating. <laughs> not really, man. My man just came fresh over vacation from Honduras. And I asked him, because his vacations are all the same. It's the beach and the bar. I'm like, yo, what kind of culture did you learn? What did you learn about the country and the people of Honduras? That's what travel is really supposed to be about. I don't know if you knew that. I, I, I actually found that out in my travel. <laughs> you know me. I'm just trying to pull up, get some good eats, some good food, lamp at the beach during the day, and, you know, shake my tail feather at night. But I really, I mean, so I was not on the mainland Honduras. I was on Rotan. Okay. It's an island off the coast of Honduras. It is... Beautiful. From the plane, you see the beach. The water is translucent and then steps away. Mm. Beautiful green, blue, orange coral. Like I'm like, it's that close to the beach? Wow. And then when we pull up to the hotel, you literally, people are just walking from the sand right in the beach, just snorkel gear on, just diving right in. Nice. Got in the water, nothing but fish at my feet. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So what's it like to be in that scene... And then within a few hours, you back in the concrete jungles, freezing cold. You got your <laughs> snorkel on. Like, what's what's that like? Depressing. Yeah, it, it really is depressing. Every time I come back home, or I'm on my way back home, I always tell myself, "Why am I coming back here?" Yeah, 
But I've said it on this podcast many a times, man. I'm trying to get up out of here. Man, the streets need you, man. We here. <laughs> we here. Uh, let's get this podcast started. But hold on. Before you Go start, for let, me, let, me, let me give you your flowers. So, like, like I said, Will hasn't tried to have me back as much as the Brooklyn College days. But like, even shout out to WBH Radio from the beginning. Mm-hmm. My man was putting his work with the pen in the pad. Before the vocal studio restorative sessions, before the video podcast, mm-hmm. before all that, my man was writing, you know, on the top of the dome and putting stuff together now to see this. Like, I literally just came in here and said, yo, I didn't know this was real. I thought that was digitally imposed. Nah, man, we trying, man. We trying. You shout, been out, a- shout out to you, man, at WBH Radio. Y'all doing big things, man. Uh, You've been a big part of that, man. We're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try to do some big things in 2023. That's why I, I invited you here. I want to put up kind of like a bow on this year. A couple things that I didn't address yet. So let's get to it. Uh, Our guy, Skip Bayless. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, they got into a little tiff on live TV the other day. Uh, You actually just watched the video. For those who don't know, uh, Shannon and Skip were arguing about Tom Brady. Uh, Skip took what Shannon perceived as a personal shot when Skip said, "Uh, you're jealous of Tom Brady because he's still playing and you had to retire. And Shannon got really upset. He took his glasses off. He said, what do you mean? I'm in the... F and Hall of Fame. That's what he said. He didn't curse me. He said, I'm in the F and Hall of Fame. I ain't no bum. Like, why would you take a personal shot at me? And they went at it for a little bit. And what'd you think? Well, funny thing that I just watched it. So you sent me the link on Twitter, mm-hmm. not a YouTube link or something. So mm-hmm. you know Twitter is one of the most vile places on earth. <laughs> so as soon as the video closed, you see the comment section. I'm like, yo, it's crazy to think that one of the comments, I just want to point it out, said that he wanted to say, Skip, I'm better than you at life. But when you look back and think about it, you think uh, Travis Kelsey, he's like an all-time great tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, yes. Where would you place him in the the plethora of the tight ends? If you just had to guess. Uh, He's not better than Gronk, 6'7". 6'7"? He's not even top five in his division all-time. Wow. Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, the same dude that Skip tried to call out, Shannon Sharp. Mm Mm-hmm. I forgot there's two more others, but he's not even top five in his division all time. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is just a product of his environment. He's great. The numbers speak for themselves. I mean, even before Patrick Mahomes, he was doing his thing. But right. he, he's not even top five in his division. And for Skip to come at Shannon Sharp like that, I mean, it's theater. But at the same time, you, you, don't, you don't come at the man. You thought it was out of bounds? I, I, a little bit. You could say that Tom Be- Tom Brady was a better football player than him. I even agree with that. Right. You could say that Tom Brady's career is longer than yours. It's evident. He's sitting across from you in a suit and tie. For sure. You know what I mean? But you don't have to say he's better than you. Like, you jealous. Of how- you, don't, you don't know what that man's heart is and his intentions are. You can't mm-hmm. say he's jealous of Tom Brady. Shannon Sharp retired a three-time Super Bowl champion, yes, Hall of Famer, and one of the best tight ends in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Nobody can take anything from him. His career is etched in stone. So wh- which part was a personal shot if you agree that Tom Brady's better? What part from Skip Bayless was a personal shot at Shannon? He said, he said he was jealous of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you can measure? Nah, you can't. You can't. Skip can't look at that man's heart <laughs> and tell him how you feeling. Like, Shannon, like, come on. Shannon on, on Instagram with black and miles and do-rags, yeah. you know, talking his crap on Fox in the afternoon. Sh- Shannon ain't living his life. Mm-hmm. You, you Jealous of what? <laughs> 
when I saw that play out, I didn't watch it in real time, but I I was on internet and then this had a title on Yahoo, skipping Shannon Quarrel for real. I was like, oh snap, I gotta see this. There's been a few of those over the year. And when I saw it, my initial reaction was, I wonder if people understand all that goes on in the name of competition. All that goes on in the name of competition. It's not always pretty. Sometimes it crosses the line. But I saw someone that was competitive, and he might have pushed the envelope. You know what I'm saying? I think if Skip had his way, he wished he could possibly bring that back. But, yo, it's live TV. Bullets is flying. I got to get the job done. You know what I'm saying? When... And I can relate to that position. When people look at Michael Jordan and they celebrate him for being a six-time champion, do you think they're taking into account that, yo, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr? <laughs> nah. They take into account that he passed the ball to Steve Kerr in game five of the finals and he hit. But but the, the punching of Steve Kerr, some of the stuff we saw in the last dance, him pushing the envelope, making people uncomfortable, that's part of the equation to being greatness. And I saw that from Skip Bayless. Like, I, I just chuckled. Like, oh, snap. That's, what that, that's competitive greatness, competitive intensity that sometimes crosses the line. And when we had Skip on the show. Shout was, out to Skip Bayless for coming on the show. It was a big deal. You know what I'm saying? This guy is the highest paid guy in that genre. But what I tried to really paint, especially after the solo part of it, I was really a fan of his. And have watched and studied his career. This man, they mock him for being so serious. Uh, I don't know if you heard on his podcast, Skip Bayless says in commercial breaks, he goes back to his dressing room because he doesn't want to sit across from Shannon because they're competing. <laughs> like people mock this man, but he's the highest paid guy in that field for a reason. He got the job done. He takes this craft very serious. And that's, that's what I saw. It wasn't about right or wrong. It's about, damn, that may be necessary to get them where they are or to at least get Skip to where he is as the top guy in the building. Sometimes you cross the line, fan. I can relate to that position wholeheartedly, son, but that's really what I saw. I'm like, oh, oh. And take into account, Shannon says, oh, you going to disrespect me? Skip Bayless said on this show, and he said many places, that he handpicked Shannon. When, when his producers and stuff were like, hey, Skip, you might need to go get a, a journalist. He said, no, 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 no. That's the guy. Because he's a Super Bowl champion, it's different. So Skip knows who you are. It's just when them bullets is flying, that's the results you get. All right, so like you said it, so you, you push the envelope, your competitive nature, you want to go as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. But what happens in sports when you cross the line? They blow the whistle. They throw the flag. Mm -hmm. You get penalized. We were just watching the World Cup. Get a red or what, what was that? A red, <laughs> red a yellow, yellow, or just a regular foul? You know what I mean? So right. like, there's ways to push the envelope without crossing the line. In the perfect world, yes, but when the nah, I, I'm not saying every opportunity you're going to be able to walk that line without mm -hmm. crossing it. But sometimes you have to know where the line is. You could toe the line, dance all over that bitch. I didn't say not to do that. Nah, you just like it, he could have everything I said. I agree with him. Tom is a better player. Tom's career is longer. Tom got more numbers, more everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He didn't have to say the man is jealous of Tom. Again, I, I, I think that was out of line also. But I think if Skip had his way, he would 
probably bring that one back. But I was just again relating when it's when it's the lights is on and we after a mission, bro. Understand what Skip has come from. Like he's been one of the most hated guys in that industry. And he just had to persevere and keep pushing. You know what type of work ethic that takes? What type of competitive intensity that takes? Like, he could have folded 10 different times, right? He had the number one show in first stake. He said, I'm walking away from this and went and built up a whole other network. And he took Shannon along the way. Like, that's some pressure, responsibility. And again, when you have that fire in you, sometimes it crosses the line. You know what I'm saying? I know that unfortunately all too well. You know, I've I've been that guy playing basketball with my teammates. Like, yo, dog, we got a mission. And it's my job to get us here no matter what. And at times I've crossed the line. At times there's been casualties. Fortunately, nothing that we couldn't come back from. I remember one time at Kingsborough, one of my teammates, one of my guys, Davian Callen, I was on his ass. So much so that I, when I sat down in my room one time, I said, damn, I went and ended up buying him a gift. Like, I went to Modos <laughs> and got him a, a headband. Like, yo, bro, I am riding this kid, bro. I'm riding this dude so hard, bro. And I was like, dang, man. But that's that's good on you for being self-aware. The only time I ever bought a gift out of not being a birthday is because when I know I'm <laughs> fucked up. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I got to do something about this mm. one right here. But outside, outside of that, like... They're competitive. They're mm-hmm. they're in the heat of the battle. Yes, bullets are flying. Friendly fire. Mm-hmm. Chalk it up to friendly fire. What could I say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Skip and Shannon though. But if I if I had my choice, it, it'll still be Skip this season. A. Sorry, I, I I'm a fan of the classics. You know what I mean? Nah, Shannon's a star. I'm not saying he's not. Shannon's a star, and I don't know if everyone remembers this, but Shannon used to be on the NFL pregame show for CBS. Yeah. That's stale-ass network. I, I, <laughs> uh, CBS makes me fall asleep. Fox Sports doesn't, but CBS makes me fall asleep. Shannon was one of those guys sitting at the desk. He was cool, but he wasn't the star he is right now. So when he says, oh, Skip, you're going to disrespect me and stuff, like, Skip put you in that position, bringing you, choosing you. Shannon got fired by CBS. Shannon was on the Dan Lebitar show doing weekly segments uh, reviewing movies, movies, but he wanted to check, and Dan had to let him go. Like, so I, I was just laughing at the whole thing. Like, you think that man is disrespecting you, and he might be in the moment. But when you look at the whole grand scheme, it is his respect for you that you're even in that position. You can't lose sight of that. Again, I just chalked it up to I know what that fire is. I know it. It burns hot. It burns hot, and I just wondered. Do people really know what goes into competition? Any of your greats. You think about Kobe and stuff. He done crossed the line. He done pissed niggas off. You see some of the footage in practice. He cursing and hollering and stuff. Like, when you're trying to drag someone to the promised land in a hotly contested environment, it's not always pretty. And people that work regular jobs and they have their coworkers, they may not be able to relate. And that's cool. But when you think about the camaraderie of sport, that's part of it. Pushing each other. Being in uncomfortable positions. That's why when you went to my city, you saw our laughs were a little bit heartier Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> than maybe what you see from just regular coworkers who go to happy hour on a Friday night. Like we really been in the fire pushing each other. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it goes to that uh that place. What else we got, my brother? But hold on. Sk- Shannon, I mean, Skip and Stephen A. I'm a fan of the classics, man. That's before the see, you gotta remember. That's before Stephen A. Stephen A. who he is now. I mean, he was still Stephen A. Mm-hmm. who he is now, but he wasn't the caricature that he is now. You know what I mean? He, he was a little more turned down, and Skip too was a little more turned down. Mm-hmm. I feel like now both of them are on a, a thousand, and <laughs> it's all WWF right now. It's, now right I actually I, think I think Skip is calmed down because Shannon is so animated and skilled at his job. I feel like Skip feel like he just got to sit back some time, poke a little button here and there, and Shannon is going to uh, carry it. I feel bad for Stephen A. Smith, though. They have 10 people at the desk, and he's trying his best to carry that show, man. It hasn't been, able, it hasn't been the same. Has Skip it. has done a better job of replacing Stephen A. Stephen A. hasn't been able to replace Skip Bayless. 100%. 100%. But there's no replacing Skip. And like I said, I'd rather have Skip and Stephen A. The same way there's no replacing Stephen A. Skip might have done better in yeah. recreating the formula, mm-hmm. but Captain America was the first, right? And there's a million other Secret Soldier Serum dudes out here running around right. in, in comic books. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They recreated the formula, but nobody stands up to Captain America. Gotcha. Everybody falls to the shield. There was one last thing I wanted to point out with, with Skip Bayless. And, uh, you know, again, the work that he's done over the years, I've admired a great deal. I know... It's not easy being kind of hated and still having to persevere and push through. And I don't know if people really noticed this, but when I saw it, I was like, yo, this is a big deal. LeBron James' show, what is it called, The Shop? Mm -hmm. It's not on HBO anymore. And they were premiering an exclusive trailer, and they gave those rights to Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharps, Undisputed. Now, hold on. There's a meme out there that says, yo, work hard until your enemies ask if you're hiring. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James is choosing to premiere his show on Skip's platform? That's big. That's, that's big. That, that's big. That, I literally like the mind blown emoji right That now. is big, son. Like, I'm sure at some point in LeBron's career, he wished somebody like Skip Bayless would just go away. Absolutely. But now he's just too much of a monster to ignore. So if you want people to watch the show, he premiered. LeBron James premiered his a trailer for one of his episodes of The Shop on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Like this man is just too much of a force. We can't ignore him. I don't even know if LeBron James has ever said Skip Bayless's name on Twitter or in public ever. I don't, I don't think he ever. I don't had, think he's he ever acknowledged, acknowledged him. him. Nah, I don't think so. But if I bring another comic book reference out. Who's the ba- who's Batman's biggest nemesis? Number one nemesis, and why do you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> the Joker. The Joker. We all need each other. Yeah, yeah. We all, exactly. Bat- How much Batman movies came out? A million, right? <laughs> yeah. It just bust one Joker movie. That's it. And that was it. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's it. That's gonna be your arch rival, your nemesis. You need each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just said, steel sharpens steel. Mm-hmm. So Skip becoming that LeBron head since he was ten years old. At the same time, now LeBron, the oldest statesman, he's trying to come into the media world. You know what I mean? You got to holler at the big OG. Like, yo, you got to have a parlay, a sit down. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I know what it is between us, but like, you know Yo, what Finn, I, mean? I was in the crib and I'm looking around like, yo, does anybody see what's taking place, bro? 
The shop premiered an exclusive trailer on Undisputed. This was like months ago or something. I'm sitting there watching like, yo. Nah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. You <laughs> say it like that. You're like, see it again. I'm like, oh. They, uh, but speaking it out, putting the words to it, I was like, nah, that's different. That, shout out to Skip for that. Shout out to <laughs> Skip. That's some G. Like, yo, you can't ignore me, bro. I'm not going anywhere. That's crazy. <clears throat> I sent you a whole list. See, yo, let me tell you, when you do this podcast, fans, I'll be like, yo, send me the topics, send me the topics. Ladies and gentlemen, of course I send him the topics. He- <laughs> His issue is I don't give him my opinion and my stance and my analysis. That you got to react to in real time, my friend. So oh. we do have a list of topics. We talked about skateboarders. I want to talk about the Jerry Jones photo. Jerry Jones, there was some picture for the 1950s. Um... Jerry Jones is the owner of Dallas Cowboys. There was a picture that showed him kind of in a little scrum around some white kids that were blocking some black kids from integrating a school. Correct. Go for it. <laughs> He's a racist. <laughs> well, any white, like, unbiased opinion, just speaking of numbers, any white person. Male or female, over 70, 80 years old. Mm. You know what I mean? That's that's bred into you. So you as a person could change, but you can't, you know what I mean? You can't you can't pick your parents, you can't pick your family, you know. So who's to say he is or isn't? But so the picture, he is amongst the crowd. He doesn't seem like he's an aggressor. Mm. He's just in the mix. But what were all the kids doing there? All of the kids doing there had a mission, like you said. To block the blacks from integrating exactly. school. Exactly. So that school was, I think it was Little Rock Central High School. Mm-hmm. The school that was integrated prior to that, the president of the United States had to send a National Guard to, to clear the way to make the, be able to integrate that school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That didn't happen at that school. At right? Jerry School, no. At Derry, no, it didn't happen at the Jerry High School. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that school was not integrated. Mm-hmm. Or it took longer for it to happen. So it was an issue around it. But if if you and I go to a party, right? Yeah. Or we go anyway. We go we go out to eat, whatever. And we sit down at the table with some, let's say, finance people. You yeah. know what I mean? Some finance bros, as they call them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the waiter comes to ask us what we would like to, you know, for drinks and food. What is the waiter going to think about us? Oh, these are four finance guys. They're sitting down at the table. They're probably talking business. Okay. So you see Jerry Jones in the picture amongst a bunch of kids his age Mm -hmm. doing the things that they're said to be doing in the picture. Mm -hmm. You can automatically assume he was of that in that time in that frame. Like he was there to do the same thing. His response to the picture was he was curious. He wanted to go. Curiosity killed the cat, bro. So you think he was a racist? <laughs> uh, back then, more than likely. Yeah, of course. So Arkansas, sh- one of the most racist places in the world. All right, so Jerry wh- Jones. What should that mean today? What, well, you, what? C- you could grow and you could change. I, I don't fault you for your actions that you're 15 years old. You know what I mean? If you're being a kid at 15 years old, being a kid, being like children are malicious. Children are evil. Like you go to you, you in the school with these kids. These so, kids are wicked. So you don't think he should face any punishment? I don't. I don't see a crime being committed there. Okay, it, he's going to face punishment in the crime of public. Op- sorry, in the court of public opinion, mm-hmm. which he already is feeling the backlash about it. And he he gives. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait to go into that one. Okay. So like, 
it, like he can't face any punishment for there. There's no, there's no crime. There, nobody knows what happened there. It's just a still photo. We don't know his actions mm-hmm. there. Unless somebody comes out and say, yeah. After that moment, Jerry Jones came and pushed me and punched me in the face and threw me down the steps so I couldn't get into school. All right, he's finished. But what can you do at that point? Well, Jerry Jones is the public figure. We only know him as that. We don't know his business dealers. We don't know. Well, he's a he's an oil mogul. But like, what are the us the people or the court of public opinion is going to do to stop him? He's mm-hmm. an eighty-year-old billionaire. There's nothing to do to stop that. Well, he could send him send him off to the to the Raptors. And, ah, get uh, out of here, Jerry. Let's let's hold that. There's nothing that we can do to stop him. Uh, we'll come back to that. The second part to that, LeBron James kind of called out reporters for not asking him about the Jerry Jones situation. Correct. He was like, y'all asked me all about Kyrie, but you didn't ask me about the Jerry Jones picture. Keep the same energy was what he was saying. Uh, what do you make of that? I think he would, <laughs> what his intentions were, I perceived them to be, was to, if you guys want to bring all this attention and energy and mm-hmm. focus on the situation with Kyrie, why is nobody talking about the Jerry Jones Photo, but even though there was extensive report reporting done in the um, Washington Post where the picture was published, it doesn't it it doesn't change the fact that the Kyrie situation has been leading regular news, sports news, mm-hmm. social media news. That's the top the trending topic for like weeks or months on end until he finally went away, suspended, apologized. Now he's playing again. Nobody's really talking about Kyrie. Right. Other things has happened since, so Kyrie been pushed to the back burner. But he's just trying to say. Use that same energy, that same focus, that same dire you have for every situation, even though just because what Kyrie played with um, LeBron, so we're going to ask LeBron about Kyrie. Kyrie's not his current teammate. Why are you asking me about another man on another team? He's the competition. I got nothing to do with him. Whatever he's doing over there, that's his business. Hold on, son. LeBron James first. When I saw that he had called out the reporters, I laughed. Yo. Who are, who is LeBron James that we got to bring everything to his table? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm LeBron James. <laughs> like, who are you that we got to bring this topic to you? No. I, this is why they don't give me media credentials. Because I would ask, <laughs> well, LeBron James, what the f*** you going to do about it? Okay, so, so okay, this is Jerry Jones' picture. What are you going to do about it? So why would we ask you? You ain't going to do shit. He, you ain't doing anything about Robert Sauver. You ain't doing anything about Donald Sterling. Mark Cuban. Like, who? The arrogance of LeBron James. Your little platform you have is built by these people. They own you. So I really sat back and was like, yo, this nigga got some nerve to say, why y'all ain't asked me? Like, he's the authority. You the little boy in the room. Thousand percent accurate, but he's just pointing out the media bias and coverage. no, no. What he was doing was trying to hide the fact that he cowered when the world was coming down on Kyrie. So that was a feeble attempt to try to have Kyrie's back. He didn't say I stand with Kyrie. He ain't say nothing of significance. That, all right, so he didn't say nothing of significance that's a, that's when they objective. was talking about taking that boy's career. That's when objective. they took a sneaker deal, the same sneaker company that pays you a lifetime billion, you ain't say a word. So. Yo, Finn, that got me tight. <laughs> the audacity. Yo, how could y'all not bring me the Jerry Jones thing? Bro, because honestly, the, the reporters probably subconsciously know you millionaire niggas ain't doing nothing. Now, with Jerry Jones. Okay, everybody over 80 probably had racial issues or whatever. 
my point, I matter of fact, let's go this way. Fent, how would you define racism? What what is a racist? No trick question, just your own words. What mean what you got? I guess people do things or people are harm others based on biases, based on race. Or okay. do things that could potentially harm others, even if it's emotionally, physically, financially. Okay. It doesn't have to be, I punch you in the face because you're mm -hmm. black and I'm white. No. You can hurt my feelings by calling me a nigga. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm walking down the street. You put, you know what I mean? I come out of my house in the driver. You got to leave nigga on the door. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it doesn't always have to be that overt. It could just be subconscious. You know what I mean? Like, I'm walking down the street. I'm clean as a whistle. And this young lady clutches her purse because she's feel threatened by me just because of my presence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be as overt. It could with, be with violence and stuff. Yo, whether these guys are racist or not is, to me, irrelevant. Do I think Jerry Jones wants us hanging from a tree? I don't know, but, but I don't care. Because what I do think is evident by all of these guys' action, these billionaire owners, white people in general... They are going, they're trying their hardest to secure the resources for their people. That's enough to let me know that we are engaged in competition. Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, the author of Powernomics, says that's where racism comes. Race, our race, it's a race for resources. It's a competition. So even if Jerry Jones loves Negroes and they cool, he is fighting to secure resources and power for his people. We're in a competition. We're in a gentleman's competition. But it's only the black man who doesn't understand this. So you guys like, oh, he's not a racist, so so let him go back to having the football team and over and everything and all of our, our livelihoods being filtered through their lens, their hands first. Though we got to pull some of that back. Of course, the, nobody's disputing that. So, so, but why do we always congregate and see, well, is he a racist or not? Dog, even if he loves black people, he's going to take care of his wife, his sons, his people, his community, his friends' friends, before he helps secure a, ours. A complete stranger. That's what everybody does. Every You talk mm -hmm. about building a community. Build, how do you do things for so your So why don't station? we conduct no, 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 ourselves like we're in a, in a competition? Because why are we somewhere relieved to compete? You have to be able to compete. We're not able to compete. Come on, dog. We're not. We're not. We're not even the majority in this country. We don't. We don't have majority wealth. We don't have the majority resources. We we can combine the like you said the black dollars, the most powerful spending force. Spending force. Spending is different from having capital to create resources to compete. If Jerry Jones give me $5 for working all week and I take that $5 and I go buy a Dallas Cowboy jersey, that $5 can't compete with the $50 billion he has in his back pocket in order to create resources to squander our little $5 that he gave us. Yo, Fred, I think Friday. you could bankrupt all these people tonight, but you're not actively competing. You're talking about numbers it's always a numbers game. Bro, his power comes from the backs of fucking Dak Prescott and everybody. And why is that? Because he's the owner of the football team. And how was he able to purchase the All football team? All right, so team? how do you ever get from under their control? Not turn what style. That's my opinion. <laughs> what you're telling me is that we can never... I'm telling you you have free will. You have a brain. You can create a thriving community where you... 
I don't even want to have this conversation the way we've always had it. But <laughs> but honestly, Fent, we're engaged in competition. Correct. The black man doesn't know that. He settles on a, a dollar amount. Meanwhile, these people are fighting for the power to control us. And I didn't even want to get into Kyrie and them right now, but that might be a great segue. Kyrie is answering to people who have less money than him. I thought it wasn't about wealth. And it's not. That's, That's what, my point. Because they have the the Anti-Defamation League, they didn't make the $100 million that Kyrie has. But he got an answer for them because they're exerting their power as a people. I, I don't believe they're exerting any power on Kyrie. Kyrie, no, no, no. But tell me out. So when the whole situation happened, they sent Kyrie away. No suspension, no nothing. No, he was suspended. Not, not immediately. No, he wasn't. It took a while for him to get. They so said where did oh, they send him away? Internally. Afterwards. Okay, okay. It was way after the whole incident started. That's when they suspended him indefinitely until he did what he had to do. When to the ADL back. turned up the heat on the no, NBA. It, it, <clears throat> it could be, it, ADL just a name. A front-running name. You don't. You don't know who turned up the heat on the in the NBA. We no, they raised their hand and said it's us. They sent statements, y'all. We wish the NBA would do something. weren't happy about this behavior. Uh, their CEO was on the Breakfast Club recently. Yeah, we, it's them. We all know how we the wrote world a letter works. to Nike, and then he, Kyrie loses his Nike deal. A dot org ain't ain't doing nothing for doing nothing for a dot com, bro. They what they. We know how the world works. They are the front-facing person who's saying, "All right, this is this is what we need." Why? So why it took weeks, almost almost a month, even for Kyrie to be suspended? They had to turn up the heat. They had to turn up the heat. Where you think that suspension came from, then, Fent? It came from. If it's about money, how the organization didn't suspend them initially. It came from them turning up the pressure to do something for the public image. It's all about public perception. It's not about Kyrie doing anything, changing. So he's playing now. So what happened? Oh, he's a better person. He's not thinking the same thing. He's not supporting the same. Hold on, hold on. Thing that got him suspended. You know why he's back? Because there's a word flirting around that. Oh, he apologized. So they they shown their power. Get that nigga in line. That's. So all right. So. Bring it back to Jerry Jones. Jerry okay. Jones was asked about LeBron James, like, right after that happened. He's like, oh, did you see what happened to LeBron James? And Jerry Jones hit him with a word salad, a bunch of nothing uh -huh. about nothing. Uh-huh. You know, because he was eventually going to have to answer to that. Jerry Jones is the front face facing first person, and he's always in front of a camera. He gives okay. the most non-answers all the time. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so it's that, the media... Or the 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 sports media or the Dallas. Hold on, media. slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. I don't follow. What so you say? Jerry Jones on his radio show was asked by the the guest or the about did you hear what happened with LeBron James and him asking the question about you? And he all he said was, I like LeBron, I have so much respect for LeBron. He didn't answer the question. And, okay. And the guy was like, So what about what he said? It's like, Oh, I, I answered you already. He didn't hear me. Mm -hmm. Basically word salad. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was going to come to a point where Jerry was going to have to answer the, to what LeBron said. But you just said LeBron is a nobody. LeBron has no pull, no sway. He just made Jerry Jones have to speak on his behalf to no, address he didn't. LeBron James. No, he didn't. Why not? He could have just said next question. He could have had the Fenton, guy not even ask that, that. That shit didn't even bother Jerry Jones. He didn't exert any real power. He ain't make Jerry Jones get off his team. Come on, man. That was a joke. And Jerry Jones got by without even answering the question legitimately. Ain't no juice there. And, and Kyrie apologized? His, yeah. He, 
another word salad. Right, but the word is that he apologized. That's what's floating. If you really pay attention, he ain't really say much significant. But the word is the, the people that just are glancing by it, they're content because exactly. they perception, made that man that apologize. You just said he, he didn't quite, say they made him. They made him remove the film. Let me make sure I'm clear. LeBron James asked the media, why did they not bring up the Jerry Jones issue to him? My stance is, why would they bring it up to you, LeBron James? What are you going to do? The answer to that is absolutely nothing. Robert Sarver has said things about black people. He's still the owner of Phoenix Suns, okay? I think the reporters subconsciously know that you millionaire niggas ain't going to do anything about the billionaire whites. So why bring it up to you? Right, the arrogance of LeBron James to believe that he is the authority and things need to be ran through him. That's point number one. Point number two, whether Jerry Jones is a racist or not is irrelevant. Do I think he wants blacks hanging from trees like once before? I don't know. But it doesn't matter because life is about a race for resources. That's why Dr. Claude Anderson of Powernomics said that's where the word race comes from. A race for survival. Obtaining resources. So, we sit back and we analyze, was this guy racist or not? It's irrelevant. They are fighting for the survival of their people. And in 2022, the white man is kicking the black man's ass. So, it's silly for us to sit back and say, well, is he a racist or not? The fact that they want their people in a better and healthy community than us is enough for us to say, dang, we're engaged in a competition and we need to do something about it. That's why I'm at Fenton. Correct. 100% right. But you said it's a competition, right? Mm -hmm. And you said Jerry Jones is going to do what he has to do in order to empower and his people. His people. Yes. Whomever his people may be, black, yeah. white, or indifferent, right? The only so, black people around him he makes money off of. Go ahead. Of course. Of course. People put whoever they want around them. So all the things you have here, you built in this radio station, you use your network, your community, right? Right. right. Different resources, different people from all over the place. So a lot of times people look at it and say is, oh, you could make an inference as, oh, Jerry Jones was at that school in 1957, so he probably is a racist. That's why he's never hired a black head coach. No, nah, I don't care about the picture. No, no, no. Okay. It, it, but you can say he's whatever. His, his actions back then reflect on his actions currently today. Okay. But none of that matters. You know why? Because whoever he – people really do things with who they know. You're not going to go and get a stranger off the street to ask them to handle okay. your business. Okay. You know what I mean? So he's using his network and his community, and he's going to reward those people. And I got no problem are. with him. Yeah, but I'm my question him in is. General. I'm just saying that's, that's what the I'm, game we're fighting for. The process is you fight so hard to get one of these contracts as an athlete. You get it. You got millions of dollars, and the system pulls you away from your community. You become isolated. You can't go back to hang with your homies because they all telling you, yo, you need to stay away from them. And the money that you have, you're supposed to take it in turn and build your community up. But instead, you keep spending it with the folks who honestly don't need your money and are making money off your back. So how could you ever co how could you compete with somebody that you're helping out? That you're helping to stay ahead. That's why I always make the reference to the hamster in the wheel. If you understand that you are in a competition, <clears throat> how can you ever beat them if they're making money off your back? 
And that's why they lull you to sleep so you don't know that you are engaged in a competition. That's why Kyrie Irving makes references to a movie that says blacks are the true Jews. Kanye West makes references that the whole music industry is ran by Jews. And even though we can go to the the board of uh, directors chart and see that many of these people are Jews, they still shun him and say, no, 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 that's not a lie. They don't want that word to get out. My question to you is why? Dave Chappelle said it best. A group of blacks is a a posse. Um, A group of something else is a different thing. And a group of Jews, they run Hollywood. But, oh, no, that's a coincidence. We can't say that. But you're right about about that. All seriousness. Why would they gaslight us? If this is true, if they run Hollywood, if they run the music industry, if Kyrie is putting out a film that says, oh, black people are the original Jews. If if this stuff is true, why are they fighting so hard to keep that message away from us? Why would you want to look? The people in power... Don't ever, they're not front facing. Exactly. Let me tell you. Exactly. (laughs) Because they don't want you to know. Where the power is. That Hollywood is exploiting blacks. Because if you knew that these people were exploiting you, you would then turn around and truly compete. They're rocking you to sleep so they could continue to own you, control you, and exploit you and make money off of you. If Fenton is what we call a low life. (laughs) Him, Kamoya. No, it doesn't mean he's the scum of the earth. It means that (laughs) when you see him in his attire, it's Polo Ralph Lauren. That's the nickname for the people that get fly with the Ralph Lauren, right? They're lowlifes. If a video surfaced with Ralph Lauren calling you a motherfucking nigga, you probably wouldn't go get it again. Well, actually, you might. But (laughs) this is why they fight hard to control the messaging. What do you mean we run Hollywood? We're exploiting you. No, we're all brothers and friends to keep you asleep so you could keep walking in their doors and giving them everything. If they was truly, if we understood that we was in a battle for our lives, we would fight a little bit better. But right now, we're asleep. The Jews saying they don't run Hollywood. Meanwhile, the biggest person in Hollywood forever was who? Harvey Weinstein. He was so big, y'all let him get away with raping women. He grew up in a Jewish household. And this is not even an attack on Jews, but when, when Kanye and these people were saying this, I'm like, well, David Stern was Jewish NBA. Adam Silver's Jewish NBA. Like, you, you go down the list of these people, they, oh, so why are they gaslighting us? What's the reason? Oh, they don't want you to know the truth. Kyrie, I... <clears throat> True story. I had um, I stayed away from the Kyrie shit because I was going to go get me a scholar. I was going to go get me a scholar, somebody in them books, a PhD. Should have. I said, yo, he, I hit him. <clears throat> He's so much of a scholar, like, I got to be careful how I talk to him because he'd be like, yo, Will, you, you know we don't talk about opinion. I just care about what's truth. Like, he don't watch TV. He Like, he just go in the books. So I actually had to bring him up to date on the Kyrie situation. He said, yo, well, I'm doing some lectures and stuff. Call, uh, we, we, we do the podcast in two weeks. I'm like, all right. So I just sat. Y'all see, I ain't say nothing about Kyrie. I was just sitting there like, all right, I got something for y'all. I'm going to go get a PhD, and I want to see the world uh, uh, combat him. And then when we finally went to do the podcast, I called him. I was like, yo, two weeks is up or whatever. He told me to call him back. He said, brother William, 
I regret to inform you that I, I, I don't think it's a good time to do this. We was having a discussion on campus, and the 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 animus around this conversation, like I, it's just not worth it for me academically. He like I I was surprised that people were debating a scholar like out there in the entertainment world. That's one thing, but in a scholarly community. Certain things aren't supposed to be said or certain conversations aren't supposed to be discouraged. He said, when I seen that play out on the college campus, he said, nah, it's just not the right time. This is a man that told me like a semi, like he saw this a pseudoscientific word and it was created by the Jews. He had all this stuff broken down ready. He said, well, I just, just not now. I was taken aback by that, scared. I love being a part of the scientific community because we could tell the truth. But even you got the scholars scared. And I'm just saying, why? They don't, why are they fighting so hard? So I would just say this. We are in a race. And in a race, it's about resources, which is not always money. And our competition knows this. This is why they fight hard to control narratives. This is why they fight hard to keep you misinformed. This is why they have no problem giving you $250 million contract. Right, because they know that shit is insignificant. When they was ready, they stripped Kanye of his net worth and overnight, right? And it's because of this misinformation. If you could get your people to kill, if you get your enemy to kill themselves, you, you could sit behind your desk with your with your hands clean, right? And this miseducation, I believe, leads to brothers believing they gangsters, believing they thugs, believing they rappers or ball players instead of being the original people. That's why they fought so hard against that Kyrie Irving film. I know scholars that would say that blacks are the true Semites. But, right? But that miseducation leads to a brother sitting in a chicken and waffles with half a million dollars of jewels on because he believes that's who he is. Rest in peace to P&B Rock. That misinformation leads to dudes with $20 million net worth in a bowling alley shooting dice when he could have been in Vegas with a million dollar line of credit, probably a security guard, a suite. But now nah, I'm a street nigga, so I had to be down here with the people. Rest in peace to take off. So that Kyrie Irving situation, I draw a link to that to PNB Rock and take off. That's not hyperbole. Like, I really do believe that. That miseducation. That's why they fought so hard. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, damn, like, I know a lot of this stuff to be true. Hell, Brother Nuri said on my podcast, blacks are the truth, somebody, da, da, da. But I know. That's not news, bro. I, I know y'all like to dismiss Brother Nuri because he's with the Nation of Islam. And that's a, 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 an organization that many people like to push to the side. That's why I went to go get me a straight down the line scholar. And even he had to put his hands on like, yo, well, now's at the time. It's a dangerous time, brother. That's it. Go ahead. Fin you finish up and we gonna move on. No, I'm just saying that's that's not news. Like if you just look at geography, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where where do you see the majority of black people at? In Africa. Right. Where is Israel? Where yeah. is Jerusalem? In Africa. Yeah. What do you who do you think was there? You know what I mean? Israel was created in 1942. They pl placed misplaced Europeans there. Like, that's not news. This is all factual. Mm -hmm. This is all documented. So what what the real issue is, I believe, in that, in some of the things that Kyrie was pushing, is it takes little pieces of truth 
and then uses that. Because you can wrap something. That's the character stick. You can wrap somebody in, lull them to sleep. with like, oh, this, this sounds about right. So then I'm going to give you all this misinformation in order to control, like you mm -hmm. said. It's mm -hmm. all the same thing. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't watch that video. You know what I mean? Because I already know the truth about that whole right. situation. You know, I literally just said mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, from what, from what was I, I heard in reporting, what people were really mad about is they were saying hateful things. Not right. factual things. But they lump it all together. That's all they I'm never want to discuss what the truth is. Exactly. Th with the people that are willing to... All right, Kyrie's a basketball player. Go get his scholars, right? They uh, they shut down Professor Griff. They shut down all the entertainers. Go get the people. Discuss the scholars that they get it from. Mm -hmm. How about y'all debate them? You Remember when I asked Brother Nuri about a debate? Man, these people don't want no debate. <laughs> 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 these people don't want no debate. They want to bully the people they can bully. So, like, like I said, Kyrie ain't the messenger, you know what I mean? And his message that he was using ain't the message. You know what I mean? I, I'm not mad for what he was trying to do, I but, compete. like, that was... Compete. His brothers sat quietly. Same with Ky Quietly. Quietly. Noriega went on an apology tour after he sat there with Kanye for two hours, and now he went on an apology tour. Niggas soft, man. But whatever. I, 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 whatever, man. So you're going to live, give up your cushy millionaire lifestyle to do whatever you have to go back and struggle? Nor Nori from Left Rat. Uh, you don't want to go back there? You're still talking to me about money. Uh, that's, I if uh, let's, let's, let's entertain this. If I got $50 million tomorrow, what do you think my life would look like? It wouldn't change much. If I get $50 million tomorrow, what do you think my life would look like? I would never see you again. That's not true. You know why? Because we'll be doing this podcast on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, seriously. Seriously, like, entertain the people. If, if I got $50 million, what do you think the money going to look like? What's that going to look like? Probably going to be a gym in the hood. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a beacon where you can have that type. Remember mm -hmm. the beacon back right. in the days? Not in the school. We got our own facility. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be stu recording studios in there because he still got to do the podcast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's going to have some place to run my city. Now it's going to be in my hood. <laughs> you know? Let, let me say this, though. If I went and got $50 million tomorrow, I'm building an army because that can sustain me. You a movie guy. You remember, uh, what was it, Baby Boy, when he said guns and butter? Yeah. <laughs> like, all of these rappers have butter. Liabilities, uh, cars, foreigns, clothes, juries. The people that know what's up, they're going to get the guns. So that's what I would do, Fent. And it wouldn't really be about money. It would be about making sure my man Fent is where he need to be because... With you, with my people around me, I'm invincible. I'm invincible. Instead of what these athletes do and they go live in the foreign community, they become detached from their people, and now they have to rely on what is really their enemy, the people exploiting them. They become a kind of unwanted part of that community until they're done getting exploited and then they get booted. So, so you talk about money, Nori and all these entertainers, they should understand that actually building an army will help to make them invincible. Chasing money, they could be easily discarded. That's, that's the lesson I would want them to learn and understand. You're not wrong about that. Give me $50 million, I'm out. <laughs> building my army, I'm gonna be like, oh, watch the illest army. Hell, that's what I'm doing now with my time my podcast, but when you see me help my brother Kayvon Baker, 
get his LTG program, his high school basketball program. I'm out there recruiting, not for a basketball team, but for the war. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it is about touching these young men's lives, fam. I told you, man, whenever the boots is ready to get laced, man, <laughs> call me from the beach. I'll fly over. Like, yo, Fent, that's, that's, I could have easily, I'm a retired vet. I could have brought a house and got a Benz and a white woman and said I made it. But now nah, I need my, I need my army. Then I'll truly be invincible, son. Haven't they learned it yet? Glitz and glamour, man. You, you staying silent is only strengthening your enemy and they're going to forever own you like, like pawns, man. But I, I don't want to uh, harp on that because I actually going to circle back to it in, in some of the other topics. Where do I want to go next? Let's have some fun. Uh, Aaron Judge. Shout out to my man 99, man, on that bag. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? So I was going to send him an article. I send him articles all the time. He, he never said, what's it? I said, read it. I ain't never going to send you no bullshit. Just read it. I sent him a sound clip. What's this? For the record, which I hate. I know that. I, I don't fuck, care. Yo, yo <laughs> Fett, if you're my lieutenant, if you're supposed to tell me exactly why this should matter now, to I me. want you to hit. I wanted you to, to hit you the same way it hit me. The <laughs> same way you you just spoke out in words. Like, yo, anybody seeing this? Skip Bayless to pull with LeBron? No. Like, I want that same reaction to you to have when I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> really, like yo. so it's just a... Like, my man got a big head. I didn't want to make his head any bigger. So there was an article that came out that said... Aaron Judge wasn't going anywhere. He doesn't care about money. He chooses legacy over money. What? And that came out. Yeah, why you ain't saying that? Yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. That's why I ain't saying that shit. Yo, I had it locked ready. I'm like, nah, man. My but, boy wasn't going anywhere, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, But you know what's crazy? After I listened to the podcast, I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. It's not going anywhere, Yo, bro. Judge, come back, man. 99, we need you back on WBH Radio, man. Yeah, we're going to try in January. We're going to try. But uh, nah, shout I'm out a... to Judge, man. Shout out to Judge. But he, he locked it in, bro. He's here. He's here. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well nah? deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After after this year. After this year. you All right, so we're always coming at me like, yo, what's Stanton doing? Stanton this, Stanton that. Judge dragging the team, carrying the team. Ah, 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 ah. Last couple of postseasons, my man Stanton back was on fire. You know what I mean? Judge did his thing this year. Finally, no shout out, no shade to Judge. You know what I mean? The postseason is tough. The best of the best you see. And you don't see no chumps. So, I, I attest. I'm, I'm I, not going to let you get away with that without, without numbers. Because I remember sitting in Yankee Stadium with you, Judge delivered. Judge always had a timely hit in the playoffs. I, I'm not going to let you get away timely with that. Timely hit in the playoffs? Yeah. That's Steve Kerr hitting a shot in game five. Jordan already had 40 by then. Baseball's a different sport, bro. And I, I always tell you so that, yo, Stanton, you gotta bring shows, Stanton nah. shows up in the playoffs. It's, I tell you this every, every time. Every time the fall comes around, we get to the playoffs, I'm like, yo, Judge, Judge got us here. But he's, he's, he always slowed up before this year. This year, the only time they sl- slow up at all. Like, he, you couldn't do nothing about Judge. Nothing. Like, they had to give him the Barry Bonds treatment. Don't pitch to him. Right. You know what I mean? But that was this year. I, I don't want to say it was a contract year, but that was this year. I don't know, man. Judge, well, Judge has been our regular season MVP for the last four years. But in the postseason, it's been my man Mike Stanton. <laughs> Aaron Judge, contract year. 
he had a self-imposed deadline. I think it was before spring training, like we're going to get a deal or, or, or we're not, right? And he cut off talks. He said, yo, let me go perform and raise my value. And he set, showed out. He showed out. Set the record for most home runs in American League history. Showed out. On fire. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing every day. Every uh, the highlights. I'm like, yo, like this is a contract. Like, this is a contract year. This is a contract year. The 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 ability to perform under that pressure. Betting right? on yourself. Betting on yourself. Hardest thing to do in life. Lamar Jackson, Uh-oh. quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, needs to take a page. Out MVP of my, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Hold on, needed to take a page out of my man Aaron Judge's book. He floundered in his contract year. Let me go on record as saying Lamar Jackson's best days with the Ravens are behind him. I don't believe that, people. It's over. His best days. Understand what I'm saying. His best days. Could he be the quarterback for the next 10 years or so? Maybe. I don't think it's likely. But his best days, the love affair between him and the team is done. I'm going to break that down in a second. But you saw the episode I did with Otis Bowen, season ticket holder from the Ravens? Yes, I did. All right, cool. Go ahead. What do you, what do you think of that? I, I just think in general, like not even the, the episode you did, the, the speaking on Lamar Jackson, his best years aren't over. This dude, he's, he's that dude. You know what I mean? And he didn't squander the opportunity because somehow, some way, Baltimore's going to get in the playoffs. And if he plays, watch out. It's going to be his contract here in those playoffs games. Guaranteed 400 yards, 100 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Not going to win the Super Bowl, but he's going to ball out. I, I, I believe in Lamar Jackson. But he bet on himself. And so far... He's injured. Let's so talk about it, Fed. Let's talk about losing. it. Let's talk about it. He, too, had a self-imposed... Deadline. Yo, if we don't get it done before the season starts, I don't want to talk money. All right, cool. I was rocking with him. Lamar Jackson always seemed like somebody that was cool, in control of himself and his business. We know his mom represents him or he self-represents, whatever it is. He had his own brand, his clothing brand, he, children's books. I'm like, oh, he this dude is different. Business. He had his business. And I've said on a few occasions that I'm equally as interested in his off-the-field matters as I am with him on the field, like I said, he don't have a sneaker deal. He only got kind of one endorsement, which I think is Oakley Shades. Like, these dudes might be up to something over there, right? So I'm like, cool, he going to ball out this year. He started off well. Started off hot. I was like, oh, they going about to give him. I remember I telling you, 50 a year, they going to yeah. give my man. Then um, he had that that time after, it was a win. I think it was a Monday night, Sunday night game where he held up a sign from a fan saying, yo, pay that guy. I'm like, all right, that's cool. All right, all right, that's cool. That's fun and cute, tongue-in-cheek. Then they lose a couple easy ones. Uh, they lost to the Jaguars on some late uh, game heroics. You hear conversations about the defense. Oh, it's not good enough. Was the defense a problem when you was winning an NFL MVP in 2019? When you win in those games, is the defense an issue there? Maybe the defense wouldn't be on the field as much if you would stop turning the ball over, <laughs> Right. Then, I don't know if you saw a fan, he had a back and forth with a fan. Yeah. When he said, he used some expletives and stuff, the fan saying, yo, this guy wants $230 million, but he's performing this way. And Lamar Jackson kind of lashed out uncharacteristically. And that was the first time I thought, dang, maybe this dude may not be in control. Maybe human. it's unraveling. We're all human. Pressure bust pipes. 
Again, that's what I'm talking about the pace of Aaron Judge. All he did was ball. Lamar Jackson understands that his own stock was lowering a little bit. You was on fire to begin the, the season, but you want the most money in NFL history, but you're not performing. And then he gets injured. So now where we are, if I'm a franchise, I'm not paying him the most after what you just put together. Furthermore, even if you were the greatest, I don't have to pay you that right now. <laughs> Skip Bayless, shout out to Skip again. He reported on his podcast that Lamar Jackson was a little disgruntled, showing up to, to meetings a little late, not as engaged in meetings. That pressure is getting to him. So that's why I say the honeymoon is over. Where are we? If I'm a franchise, I'm not paying him. So if Lamar Jackson, who is now injured, has to take a contract less than he desired, if we got 180, we might be happy. But he's going to be looking at it like, damn, this is not what I wanted. This is what I had to settle for. So he may be a little upset. It's it's never going to be the same. I mean, you can't control injuries. Bar, barring injuries, he was going to get paid. He had a – like, it's NFL's a long season. I disagree, season. no. It's a long season. He's going to stumble a little bit. You know what I mean? Nobody's on fire for 16 games Why do you say row. he was going to get paid? Because – Remember when he started off hot, and I'm sending you texts, 50 Bro, a year. Bro, again, with the NFL, all they have, would have to do is franchise tag him the next year and still sit on it for another year and think about it instead of guaranteeing him 250 They could guarantee him 30 as, with a franchise tag and just tolerate and sit back and see what else he got for a whole another year. And that worked out well for the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Right, right. Right. And, and this, he's nowhere near the caliber of quarterback as did, Lamar Jackson. It did work out for it Kirk It worked Cousin. out well for an injured quarterback for the same team we were talking about in the Dallas Cowboys. That just got his bag. And he ain't played last year. He's sitting home with a broken leg. Okay. Broken leg. NFL player. This is why I waited for you to come on this show. Because that, that was a great point. Kirk Cousins, he did gamble on himself. He didn't get injured. Kirk Cousins is someone who was kind of like a wild card. Like, he wasn't a guaranteed NFL success. So, to him, it was probably all free money to begin with. Let's, let's let it ride, like uh, Russell Wilson says. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is not that person. He's an NFL MVP, and he's waiting for his bag. I feel like he has more of a sense of entitlement. Kirk Cousins, again, was just a guy who was just, hey, I didn't plan to stick around this long. Anyway, Lamar Jackson is a bona fide star. He's looking at the stars around him get paid. He wants that money, right? Now, you talked about Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones is a cowboy, literally. <laughs> and he just fucking, he, he likes the stories. and he go The Baltimore Ravens are a little bit more judicious. They don't make That's hasty true. decisions like that. Correct. So, I go back to what I'm saying. There's no motivation for the organization to pay Lamar. Jackson. Lamar Jackson seems to be getting impatient with the process, unlike Kirk Cousins, who was willing to wait it out. I believe he got franchise tagged twice. twice. So Lamar Jackson will have to ball out now, ball out next year, and then ball out the year after that, and then he may be able to get the big bag. When Skip has already reported that he's getting impatient. And with Aaron Judge... And this is why I go back to the sign with Lamar Jackson. He held up that sign saying, pay the man his money. And when I looked at the Aaron Judge situation, I thought, hmm, Lamar, what money are they to pay you 
if you are in the middle of raising and establishing your value. That's why you impose the deadline at the beginning of the year. So why are you asking for your money in the middle of the season? Aaron Judge was like, yo, don't bother me. I'm too busy raising the value. <laughs> Sit back and watch. We thought Lamar Jackson was doing that. He's not, Fent. At the moment, currently, no. You can't, you can't, you can't predict injury. And furthermore, Kyler Murray, quarterback for the uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals, he recently got hurt after getting paid. Mm-hmm. How do you think the Baltimore Ravens view that? Yeah. But so speaking of exactly that. Okay. So speaking of injuries, Lamar Jackson, he got hit. He got hurt. Kyler Murray, non-contact okay. injury. He could have been in practice walking to watch film. For sure. And got that same injury. You know what I mean? So you can't predict that. So you can't. Just speak on the play. Football is a violent, dangerous sport. No, People but what I'm asking, what is the motivation for the Ravens to pay him big money? There isn't any. Like you just said, they could franchise him okay. two years back to back. So it's over. No, not at all. Like the motivation is how many teams in the NFL? 32. How many above average quarterbacks they are? But I can kick that decision down for another two years. Why would I pay him after but, this year? But why would you risk him leaving for nothing? That's what that's what you have to offer yeah. because you know these. There's Let me t- the Ravens. Leaving when? In two years? <laughs> seven years into his career? Not, not seven years. Oh, well, yeah, after they franchise him. Finn! And this is a point that I don't think is talked about often. They talk about the player and what he wants. They talk about the team and what they should do. The real crime is what took place in 2011 in the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners, right? Prior to that collective bargaining agreement, Sam Bradford, number one overall pick, got paid $70 million before he ever played an NFL game. Matthew Stafford, before he ever played an NFL game, I think he was the number one pick also. He got paid upwards of $70 million before he ever touched the field. After the 2011 collective bargaining agreement, the players got slaughtered. And the owners put in what was like a, 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 a rookie wage scale where they could pay the rookies pennies, basically. I forget what Lamar, I think Lamar Jackson got like $9 million for his first four Lamar years. Lamar Jackson was a second round pick. No, he was the last pick in the first round. Oh, yeah, because Giants had the second yeah. first round pick. And they were going to pick Lamar Jackson, and the damn Ravens came and got him. He was supposed to be a Giant. So Lamar Jackson got $9 million for his first four years, and the, the, the organization has, has the option with this rookie, rookie wage skill set up that has been in place since 2011. They can basically control the player for his first five years. When you take into account the franchise tag, they can control the player for the first seven years, Right? The players conceded this in 2011. Before 2011, Bradford, uh, 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 Stafford, they was getting paid big money. The NFL was like, nah, we don't want to have to pay dudes before they've actually proven. So the NFL players conceded and allowed NFL teams to essentially own players for the first five to seven years. Well, the average NFL career is 3.5 years. This was a major blunder by the players. Allowing this to take place, you still with me? I don't think it was a blunder by the players. I because of Jamarcus Russell, that's why the rookie weight scale came into place. Jamarcus Russell was a quarterback out of LSU. He was drafted by the Raiders. He too got paid upwards Made of sixty million dollars, crazy money, and he was a washout in like less than two years. So why don't you view that as a concession for the players? I can understand the LFO owners why they don't want to have to pay dudes before they perform, but the players should want that in place 
But what happened was those current players, they didn't want to be hung up on that because they already got their money. Let the incoming players deal with that. They sold those players short. And this is a byproduct of that. Lamar Jackson is essentially owned for the first five to seven years a freaking unanimous MVP. He might win him a Super Bowl before they ever have to pay them. That is because of the 2011 collective bargaining agreement, and that is not brought up enough. You still with me? I'm here. Now, I say, well, those, those players at that time kind of sold those incoming and future players short. But did they really? Because we are not united. If those current players would have bit the bullet and fought for those future and incoming players with those future and incoming players who would benefit from big money, would they take care of the veterans? Probably not. We don't do that. We don't do that. So hold on. (laughs) We don't do that. I pointed that out uh, with the NBA. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and these older guys have to settle for just being, uh, 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 I guess, what's that? Dignitaries. Yeah, and NBA dignitaries running around shaking hands, kissing babies like they never did in their career because LeBron and these guys won't look out for them. So that's what went down. So I, I think of a bit of bit of I think about it a little differently because the rookie wage scale helps a lot of teams and it helps organizations. So if I'm a without if, question, no, 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 not but, just the organ, the players within the organizations. No, as go well. tell me, tell me how it helps players because the players got slaughtered, in my opinion. No, the so, owners versus players, the owners are winning. How does it help players? So if I'm at that point, right? Let's say I'm a veteran player. I'm in the league five, six years. I am a perennial Pro Bowl player. My team is always in the playoffs. But you know what? We paid this rookie fifty million dollars and. Right. We had them for a year. Our salary cap is just smaller. Now we don't have the resources to go get the guys we need to take it to the next level to get to the Super Bowl. Seattle paid their defense. They had a rookie quarterback for five years. Yeah. Back, they went to two Super Bowls, should have won two, reigning champions, reigning over that division. They were supposed to be there forever. It was supposed to be him and Mahomes forever going at it. And what happened? They paid Russell. Cam Chancellor gone. Let Richard me find Sherman out you side gone, with management. Earl Thomas. No, I'm, I side with winning. When you watch sports for the win. Win, baby, win. Michael Jordan, the last couple of years of his career, one-year deals. I, Fent, this goes back to competition. They you, co- you letting the, the management win. In so, the game of life. Are you talking about sports? That's Lamar what they're J- doing. That's their business. Okay, Lamar Jackson <laughs> is fighting for his life. He, he, he wants what he believes he's deserved, and he doesn't have an avenue to take to go get it. He's fighting in his livelihood. Okay. His life is not in those sidelines unless he get his head taken off. Oh, I don't follow. He's fighting for his livelihood, yeah. his ability to earn, yeah. not for his life. His life doesn't. It's, the sa- it's not his the life same. doesn't fall within those. Livelihood lines. doesn't contribute to your life. It contributes. It's not all. <laughs> it's not exclusive. I told you all the time, man. Being an extremist in any form or fashion doesn't do anything for you. You're gonna lose. But hold on, he's screwed. All right, let's no. there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's screwed. <laughs> but he's my dog. I want. He's like I was dog. texting you. 50 million years. All the four, five <laughs> games. 50 million. Every Sunday I was hitting you. 50 million years. Bro, it's over. Nah. It's over. Nah. The, the, the don't only, let them get into the playoffs. The, Fenton, he can go 100 for 100, run for 500 yards with tagging him next year to see if he could do it again. And if he's already disgruntled and unhappy, you think he's going to endure another offseason training camp, 16 games? 17 now. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of me- mental toll, bro. Yeah. I told you why I think it was easier for Kirk Cousins. He's like, where do I even belong here? That's why, that's why I meant to come back to you about that point. So you said, right, to, to get to that point, NFL quarterback, like, there's no chumps in that position, right? Mm-hmm. And you said what they're doing out there, they're competing. Sometimes you got to toe the line, sometimes you got to push the line. So you think quarter, Kirk Cousins like, nah, I don't care. I just play football for him. No, Kirk Cousins thought he deserved his money and wanted his money. So he did. He bet on himself. Hold on. He didn't ball out, but he did what he had to do in order to get paid. I think Kirk Cousins said, yeah, I could take the gamble. Like, I think he's, like, all this is icing on the cake. Yo, Kirk Cousins is like a first or second round drafted quarterback, bro. Kirk Cousins ain't no slouch. Nah, 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 nah. No, he's not no slouch. He he got drafted by the Washington uh, Redskins. Yes. Robert Griffin went third or whatever, and I think he went in, like, the sixth or third round. But uh, but, uh, he ain't ain't coming to the league Heisman Trophy. Like, Lamar Jackson is already, like, damn, I have to take this rookie wage scale BS. I'm already Heisman Trophy winner. First round pick, and I got to settle for nine when Bradford and Stadford just <laughs> 10 years earlier got 70 million before they ever threw a pass. Yo, bro, the clock is, he like, yo, bro, when can I get to the bag? He had to wait five years when Bradford and them touched 50, 60, 70 million before they ever threw a pass. This man came in with a Heisman. He's already a unanimous MVP, and he just now making 20 for the year. That's he, that's all that's see that's because of the draft system. That's because of the CBA. No, but like like you said, Jerry Jones is a cowboy. He threw back that bag after not playing for you. That's because of the draft system. You can't control where you go. Got you, man. Yo, shout out to Lamar, man. Get your money, man. It's a cold world, bro. Sure, right. Cold world, and those play those those active players at the time sold out the future players, and one can't even blame them because we don't have any community. You know what I'm saying? If the future players say, yo, handle business, when we get the real bag, we're going to put together a, a, a fund, a trust, but, and the devil wins when we are divided. What else we got on that list, man? Speaking of people turning their back on their people, <laughs> Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders left Jackson State. He's going to Colorado. Power Five Conference, big-time college football. He's finally made it to the show. And the black community is a little disappointed, man. Got a lot of backlash. You saw that? I saw some of it. A lot of backlash. I didn't didn't really take kind to how they dealt with my man Dion, but my man Coach Prime. Talk to me. What do you think, man? It's unfair because the the route for coaches, you take your licks in the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to work your way up to these opportunities. I understand Dion went to Jackson State. He should have, I mean, you have to sell the press conference. So saying that God told him to come to Jackson State <laughs> might have been an oversell. You have to, you know, you in the Bible Belt down mm-hmm. there, you have to talk that talk, understandably so. You know what I mean? Football is a very regimented southern sport. A lot of army folks, a lot of like a uh, heavy Bible, like you know, Christian people. Mm-hmm. So you talk that talk to sell the press conference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People are who they are. People show us who they are. Mm-hmm. Dion has showed us who he is since he was twenty years old. All about the money. All about the money. My man must be the in money. a mink hat in a suit. Went to a baseball game. No, played a football game and then helicoptered out to a baseball game. Dion ain't out here for no. 
300000 in Jackson State. Yes, he did great things for the opportunity to spread some light on that school, but HBCUs have been playing on TV for forever. HBCU, the bowl game that he was just in, is on TV every single year. HBCU games are the most, one of the most, that's swack, yeah. but one of the most heavily um, attended games. You know what I mean? So, like, Dion didn't take away anything from HBCUs or Jackson State. Dion was just a blip on the map for. Now, I don't think anybody think he took things away. I think they thought he was contributing in a great way. He was contributing. He was supposed to bring all that Dion prime time and all that attention to HBCUs to build up the HBCUs. Yeah, and I, I got to challenge you on that. I don't think HBCUs are attended like they once were. They do have a great history, but I don't think they are attended and viewed the way you say they are today without Dion. But uh, no, so you say Dion brought more attention to them? Without question, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, bro, HBCU games sell out every game. Almost. Fen, you have to show me that because I don't think that is true. I don't think I, that's I know, true. Okay. I know for a fact in the SWAC that that's the division he was in. No, when Dion first got there, he wasn't selling games. But any, I, I got you. So Dion went for a better opportunity. So what do you think about the the, uh, the animus and anger that was coming from the black community? You don't think it was warranted? Everything is WWF now. If you're not on my side, you're the enemy. There's, there's, there's no, you can't have a, a biased discussion or dialogue about anything. Everything, everything is extreme. It's either you on my side or you not. Do you understand it at least? Of course. Like, like you said, if I get fifty million dollars, what you the first thing you said to me, my man, all my life, the first thing you said to me, if I get fifty million dollars, you said you'll never see me again. Uh-huh. That hurt my heart because <laughs> all my people know it's never a problem. It's just a phone call. You know what I mean? I, I might take a day to get there, I'm, and I'm gonna be coming all tanned and in flip flops, but I'm pulling up. You know what I mean? So like. Why can't I take advantage of what's there for me? You know what I mean? Like you said, Dion's going to do for Dion's people. Dion's coaching his kids right now in college. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really look at it, Dion don't need to be a coach in no school. Dion got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. He don't need to do that. Dion could barely walk. He's running around in the scooter, mm-hmm. f- being the best cornerback, one of the best athletes for a long time. You know what I mean? So, hold on. I think you're making people's points. Why? He if he, he doesn't, doesn't need the money, why did he move on? Because this is what he wants. He's chasing the big time. Dion is chasing prime time. Okay. Dion's not chasing opportunity. Dion's chasing prime time. Answer this for me. What makes Colorado a better job than Jackson State? I never said it was a better job. It's a bigger job, bigger spotlight. It's a Power 5 conference. You get, you're able to recruit better. You know, you're able to resources, more resources available to you. And that, that's just the game of college sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It, so usually you have to come up as a coordinator, assistant coach, or something like that before you get those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Deion coached at high school, and they made the splash with Jackson State. Mm-hmm. That was a splashy hire. The college that he's going to, they don't even have the money to pay him. That was a splashy hire. What are you talking about they don't have the money to pay him? They don't. There was a press conference where the uh, AD said, so you, you have the money to pay him. We're, we're going to figure it out. They don't have the money to pay Deion. They got to come up with that money. All right. All right. Dion has the right to do what he wants to do. Like we all do. We all do. Dion has the right to go after and chase what he wants to chase. I'm not on Twitter calling him names. But I was sad. Why? I was very sad. Hell, I was sad last year when it came out that he was interviewing for the TCU job. I'm like, damn, Dion looking to move on already? 
And why I'm sad, Jackson State represents I guess, HBCU, black community. If our best and brightest use us as a stepping stone to go be with them people, how do we ever get ahead? If Dion got the job at West Philadelphia Community College, not an HBU, just a regular mm-hmm. gig there, and then he jumped ship to TCU, then he jumped ship to Alabama, then he jumped ship to Florida State, that's the nature of that business. Like I said, Lamar Jackson is not fighting for his life. He's fighting for his livelihood. Deion, Jack, Deion Sanders is working toward his livelihood, to his image, to his... He's chasing prime time. Deion want a big job, big school, prime time, bright lights, cameras, action. Hold Deion's on. not coaching the coach for the love of the game. I, I, I understand that. And that's why I don't condemn him. But it is sad. Fan, I don't know if you saw... The documentary he did, it was like a couple episodes, YouTube shows, with him in the Jackson, Mississippi community. He's going to visit families. He's having Thanksgiving with people, eating pork grinds or whatever he was eating, visiting kids that was injured, showing them living in poverty. Like, yo, that was our guy, and he was bringing energy to a community that needs it most. On two different occasions, we learned that Jackson, Mississippi didn't have running water because of Dion. I've known that before it was a story about Dion at Jackson State. I, not, not, I didn't, and not everybody does. He can ring an alarm that not many people can ring. Is that fair? That's not true. They would have running water now. They're hold still on, not on. Running, running drinkable water in Flint, Michigan, and that's been in the news for like 40 years right now. Without question, fam. Without question, so, but, but what I'm saying is... So Dion could only do for Dion, like you said. Nah, this man has the power to he, he illuminate to, and brighten up a whole And, and that's not what city. he did? And that's not what he did? But, Be it that but, it was short-lived, but that's Fent, what he did. Fent, but what I'm saying is that we're always being used as a doormat. To see one of our bright, best and brightest leave is disappointing. And they view these jobs... As better because there's more resources, the weight rooms are cooler, they play on uh, television. But do you understand these facilities are better because they was built off the backs of our people? And in order to get a place like Jackson State up to that level, somebody's going to have to stop, put their foot down, and make a conscious effort to build their long term. And if the best ever football player, we had him, and he said, yo, I'm out, we can never catch up. Again, it goes back to competition. Dumb folks, yeah, let's see what you got. Go, go down there. Dion's doing all this great work, getting people excited. Okay, now we summon you to the big show after you prove that you're worthy. Why are they always considered the standard? Why is their approval the most important? Dion's not seeking anyone's approval. Dion's seeking the ability to coach a big college and to show that he could coach at the highest level. That's what coaching is about. Dion doesn't, he's not chasing money, like I said. He's, he's chasing opportunity and publicity and attention. What would be realer than bringing Jackson to Power 5 
th- conference. There'll be nothing realer than that. So why not do it? So you think Dion's going to put in that type of work? He didn't want to be nobody's assistant. So huh? He's so, so in order so to get my, a head I'm, coaching job, you have to no, no, run no, no, and put no, no, in the work. But I'm, I'm saying that Jackson, why not bring Jackson to being a power five school? You could change divisions in the NCAA. Like I was saying, he didn't want to be anybody's assistant. He didn't want to wait. So to get Jackson State to be a power five or a major conference will be able to compete with the Alabamas, right, right. the Clemsons, and okay. the Georgias, and Ohio States. You think that's going to happen overnight? It's not. But he left. Like And the business of college sports, how long do coaches stay in place? Nick Saban is a fluke, is an outlier. What I'm saying, uh, Deion Sanders could have stayed there as long as he wanted. Of course. They wasn't kicking him out. Dr. King, I was reading a book on Dr. Martin Luther King. You know how brilliant Dr. King is? They they said Dr. King could have been the president of a small Baptist college in the South. He could have made six figures. He could have kept his family out of harm's way. Where would we be if he didn't make that sacrifice? So again, I don't condemn Dion, but it's sad because nobody wants to take the time to build with us. Malcolm X could have went and been a hotshot lawyer and and forgot about his people and joined the bourgeoisie because them folks is out there. There's black people that got resources, got money, but they don't choose to build with the people that need it most. We lost one. He's ours. He's, and y'all get him? He's not never going to not be ours. That's the thing. Like I said, Dion is... Like, so let's Back. say Dion. Let's say Dion went to his alma mater, where he he absolutely Florida wants State. to coach, mm-hmm. Florida State, right? And he left there for the NFL. Right. What would you say about Dion? You're absolutely right. Yo, son, great job. This and that. But now that we've seen him in this place, and we've seen the impact he can have at a Jackson State, this is coinciding with me reading my Black History and stuff. And when I seen what he did, yo, Fent, you gotta watch it, man. The twinkle in these people's eyes. Seeing Dion on that campus give people life, son. So who is that for? Who was that video for? You could do all those same things and not be public, not be front-facing. People know about Michael Jordan's business dealings with um, private um, private prisons and all this, that, and the third. Nobody don't know who he's donating to politically. Nobody know how much charities he's dumping millions of dollars in. You don't mm-hmm. have to be front-facing with what you're doing to help people out. You know the backup center to the Knicks? No. Seven foot white boy Harkenstein. I think oh, he's yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure. Whatever his faith, religion, or ethnicity uh-huh. is, doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure he's in the inner cities with kids and working with our folks. You know what I mean? Right. Doing training, doing camps, because those are their obligations. You think he's doing that because he wants to? Okay. No. Dion is doing Dion. And yes, I get your point. Yes, he was in our community. He had the opportunity to do good for us. Right? Right. So. That you, those videos and the publications that you've seen shine the light on something. You said you didn't know there was no water in Jacksonville just when Dion got right. there. I've known that for years. Okay. There's still no drinkable water in Flint, Michigan. Okay. So you said Dion can make a call and change things. No, no I didn't say can. he can make a ch- call and change. I said he can bring a light to a place that needs it more than anybody. I didn't know that. He could bring, hell, you see the, how the locker room has been transformed? That's thanks to Dion. We could build there. Every coach at an HBCU football team, Hugh Jackson is there at Grambling, I believe now. Eddie George, former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he played with the Tennessee Titans for a long time. He's at, I think, Tennessee State. State. Yeah. 
all of our brothers would drop everything at the drop of a hat and take one of them folks' job? What message does that send to us, Fent? That's why the, the, the feeling is sadness. It's not anger. It's like, damn, son. We the, our people are going to always be the doormat. And I don't condemn Dion. It just makes me acknowledge how special Dr. King is, Malcolm X is, uh, uh, Mega Evers, people that made the sacrifice. But they were fighting real fights. Dion's coaching football. I, I, I got you. Who's fighting a real fight though? Like are these are stars. Dion is entertaining us. A stars, exactly. So what you Dion is not a role model. Dion but, not as activist. Dion okay. is a star. But you understand that. But to so many people, our entertainers well, are our heroes. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> nah, but seriously, you, you talk to the people. You talking to me now? Yeah. So you can't give me that. You know what I mean? For a lot of these people, our heroes are our rappers and our athletes. We may know a little differently than most, but. When they see LeBron wear I Can't Breathe shirt, they believe that's what true activism is. They're counting on these people to hopefully take them to the promised land. And Dion is one of those people, and he sold them a dream on... I don't say it's a dream as if it was uh, disingenuous, but dang, bro. like they. What, yes. we, what we said the last time he was on a podcast, the, ho the house always wins. Them people always win. They had the nerve to question Dion about his charter school, and what went wrong with the funds. Like, yo, when he went to Jackson, we didn't care about that. That's one of our guys. He had a charter high school in Texas. You, you know about that? I, I heard about the and school. And the, the funds know. was mismanaged. So when he went on this job interview, they asked him about it. Yo, you, what's the audacity? Like, you you always got to filter through them people's system. Dion, you was with us, man. Dion hired a safeties coach. He was the head coach at Mississippi Valley State, at HBCU. You left from being a head coach of your own program to go be the safeties coach? Why, Fent? Because you wanted to one day be caught by them folks? Opportunity. That's the, in that business? What's, that's that what's, how that business what's, operates. What's greater opportunity than being a head coach and a school and a conference that needs everything. What's greater opportunity than that? The SWAC, HBCU school. We 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 got we can improve everywhere. What's more opportunity than that? Dion was reinvigorating the uh alumni. Them Colorado folks, they're gonna take your wins. And if you get caught somewhere you're not supposed to be, they're gonna discard you in a moment's notice. That's the game he's playing. Right? Mm -hmm. So so speaking of a most recent podcast you've done, mm -hmm. shout out to um, the executive of the PSAL. My man him. Ray Haskins. I seen him today. Shout out to Ray Haskins, man, coming on the show. Appreciate <laughs> you. So my man, he said something that, like I said, when I, I sent you something, I wanted it, <laughs> you to hit you like it hit me. Now you got to give me a few lines about <laughs> why I should watch it. <laughs> no, watch it. Y'all fucking hate that shit. Yo, watch it. Yo, favorite somebody, watch it. Y'all fucking hate that shit. So, like, Ray said, you was like, yo, uh, Mr. Haskins, what can we do about um, the lack of gym time? What can we do about this issues and this issues? And he said, yo, this is y'all. Y'all can do whatever y'all do. Organize. Yeah. And you say that all the time. For sure. So, you have to cut practice short yet? Uh, there's limited gym time, yes. How's that organization going? 
This is ground level, right? Yeah. So, so imagine you are how hard it is for you to get this for on this level, right? Uh-huh. And Dion is at HBCU. Former, he is he is considered the best cornerback in NFL history, history, bro. History. Dion changes franchises when he comes to your team. He changed the balance of power from Dallas to Fran- San Fran. Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. From Garden Jerry, Jerry Rice. To playing with him and winning championships. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, for him to be able to come from that and have to start his coaching career at a high school rather than his dream job at his alma mater, mm-hmm. and then to go to Jackson State and to leave that school for a bigger school and a bigger conference, like, he, him too is limited to what he could do in the game that he's playing. So, he's playing the game at no, the level he's no, playing. No, no. You started this conversation, by, you started that point by saying, it's difficult, but it doesn't mean it's not the right answer. I, I and I told you about that hard. before. I, never I, said I, I told that hard. Yo, bro, he got the Travis Hunter kid who was the number one football player uh, running back in the country to go to Jackson. You yeah. know how much them people appreciated that? I did a podcast. I recorded it like a month ago. I haven't aired it yet. It's with uh, Dr. Derek E. White. He wrote a book called Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which is basically like the origins of HBCU football. It's crazy the timing of it. I just did it one day, I got it on the shelf. I did it before Dion uh, took over. But he talked about what integration meant for HBCUs. It destroyed them. Yeah. Because when HBCUs had a a monopoly on a black talent, the white folk then took them. And it desecrated the HBCUs. So, fan, like, we can never get back if all of our people are looking up starry-eyed at them folk. I think y'all think it's, oh, in time and due time. No, it takes someone... With, uh, uh, to make the conscious decision, I'm building this. Copy cool. Copy cool. What else we got? Oh, one thing about Jerry Jones. <clears throat> I forgot. The Jerry Jones picture. I don't know how much of that stuff made it to the camera. But the Jerry Jones picture came out in the Washington Post. I don't know if you saw the other day, but the Indianapolis coach owner, Jim Irsay, said about the Washington Commanders owner, Dan Snyder, that... I don't think we should oust him just yet. Something to that effect. I don't have the quote, but I know there's been talks about Daniel Snyder and whether he should be removed. And a few months ago, Jim Irsay said, uh, I think there's evidence there to explore the option of removing him. But most recently, like six days ago, he said, nah, I don't, I don't think he should be ousted. Did you see that? I didn't see that, but it makes sense. Okay. The... Uh Jerry Jones' picture came out in the Washington Post. I got to give credit to Fat Cat, even though I don't want to give credit to him because he's in the doghouse. Remember, whatever the opposite of a shout-out is, that's what we're doing to Fat Cat. Yo, shout-out to Fat Cat, man. What's going on, mama? Fat Cat has a theory that Daniel Snyder dug up that picture on Jerry Jones. Makes the most sense in the world. Again, these people are trying to get Snyder ousted because they believe there's sexual misconduct and stuff, and they, they just want him out. And Daniel Snyder, the story is he's gonna fight to the death for his franchise. He even said, "Yo, I got dirt. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to empty out the dossier." Yeah. And I believe from that statement, that's where we got the Jim Ursay statement. Oh, let everything out, get him out of there. You know why? Because Jim Ursay's dirt has been in public for years. No, that's actually I'm trying to make the point that I believe Jim Ursay reversed his stance. Because Snyder may have a full clip on him. So he's saying, nah, don't oust that boy. See, see I, my, my theory, different conspiracy theory is, so 
So Snyder's about to, you know, up, open up the files, go in the Dropbox and just, you know what I mean, <laughs> send it out there. So then the owners got together. It was like, yo, Ursay, you about to be the meat shield, bro, because all your shit is in the public. And why did nobody else say, yeah, I think we got enough to out him besides Ursay? Nobody else ain't say that. And I then now he's walking it back because, like, um, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Cuban, Mark Cuban said when they was removing Donald Sterling, I don't think we should do that. Yeah. You know why he said that? Because when you get the give them the power to remove one, they can remove, remove me. Yeah. So why would would walk it back? You give them the power to remove them, he's worse than <laughs> than Snyder. So they might take his franchise, and he did his well his pops. Did the league and the uh, city of Baltimore dirty when they moved the Colts to Indianapolis? Yeah. So they somebody might not like him somewhere, and they be like, you know what? Get him out of there too. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Uh, what else we got? Few things. I just got a few things. The NBA MVP trophy is going to be named after. Michael Jeffrey. Sure. MJ, MJ. What do you think about that? I thought they should have gave it to Kareem. Kareem got more than him. Wow. See this? Yo, fat. Yo. <laughs> That's it. All right, Jordan's wow. that dude. But Kareem got more than him. How many does he have? Like six, right? Six. Yeah, Jordan got five. Wow. I, that, it made the most sense. When I saw that, I was like, that was weird. But you know why? They gave Kareem some other award because they had to give him something. Oh, okay. So the Jordan, my conspiracy theory is they already like, oh, we gonna do the Jordan because everybody loves Jordan. Kareem is not that front-facing figure, right? You know what I mean? Kareem is not loved and applauded by everybody else. A lot of times, Kareem is not even in the top five conversation. In my opinion, Kareem one, Jordan two, Will, Bill, and five. You can throw a lot of people in there. Yo, that's a great point. Uh, I'm reading now. They gave uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. Some books. Exactly. You know what I mean? They have to come up with something because, like, oh shit, you know we can't get it to Jordan after Kareem got sex, that's right? Respectful, bro. The, I, I, my opinion has always been Kareem won Jordan too. Damn, bro. See, you bust my head. Like that, <laughs> you see, I like. I always like to hit you with it. See what happens when I can read that. <laughs> that's disrespectful, bro. Jordan's that dude, the greatest ever, one B, <laughs> Kareem. Like, I don't. How can you be the greatest ever when you don't? I mean, his fadeaway was kind of unstoppable, but you couldn't stop the skyhook. You needed a bucket. It was going to Big Green. That's the nature of basketball. I mean, more props is given to given to the ball handler and the wing. Of players. course, of course, of course. But uh, when I when I saw Michael Jordan was uh, his name was gonna be the MVP trophy. First of all, I was reading a lot of books recently. Uh, uh, Craig Hodges, who played with Michael Jordan, was critical of Michael Jordan for not speaking out. I'm reading the Scottie Pippen book, and he's taking a blowtorch to Michael Jordan. I, I don't, I don't, Scottie's my dude, man. Nah, he sound like a bit of X, man. He and I never seen the Last Dance. I still haven't seen it. No, no cap. <laughs> but, have you seen the Redeemed Team? No. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get hung up on this, but Scottie Pippen in his opening, like the few pages of his book, he was like, yo, that footage was for the team. Like they recorded everybody that season. How did it become Michael Jordan's documentary? He said, Michael Jordan made 10 million off that documentary. We made nothing. That's cold blooded. 
the last season was the name Phil gave to the season because started, the Bulls yeah. said they weren't bringing him back. How did that become Michael Jordan's story? That's messed up. All right, anyway, but damn, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, the MVP trophy, right? Jordan did a lot of fact for not being speaking out on social issues, especially when comment stuff. But Jordan's a hooper, though, son. Like, he's the hooper. What do you mean? I, I know, Phil. You know, I've been on my Malcolm X shit, and I, at times I forget that. Now, Jordan is the hooper. And it wasn't just God giving ability. He worked nah. very, very hard in the weight room with Tim Grover, uh, challenging teammates, uh, eating right. Like, he was a force. Taking the the... The leadership from Phil Jackson, like internalizing that, accepting it. He didn't have to do that. Like Michael Jordan, when it came to that sport, though, he did not cheat anybody. And when they named, they put his name on a trophy. It reminded me of a story that I heard. I can't remember where I heard it from. I think it was, um, I want to leave me going back. High profile, Coach Kim. <laughs> he told the Coach Kim. He told us, I, I think it was him. He told a story about, I guess, somebody that he knew in the league. And uh, I guess Nick Van Axel, everybody like Nick Van Axel, left-handed, smooth dude. He was busting Michael Jordan out of getting the best in for a stretch. And Michael said, yo, how you busting my ass if you got my sneakers on? Right? Like, like yo, bro, I'm the old, like, how, like <laughs> nigga, I'm God, right? Like, I, I'm the reason you play, but whatever, right? I thought that was a G-line. How you busting my ass with my sneakers on? And I think this is the ultimate one-upmanship on LeBron. The MVP trophy is mine. Like, how you going to... That's my name. Jordan is the standard. When you talk about the best in any field, you talk about you the Michael Jordan of freaking law. You the Michael Jordan of medicine. Like, that is the ultimate... I'm that dude, son. The MVP... The, it's my trophy. You can get 10 of them. It's my trophy, son. That's it. All right. That's the drop the mic. <laughs> when you put it in those terms, all right, yes, name the trophy after Jordan. Because... Really and truly, the most valuable player for the NBA is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But, like, it's not a shot at LeBron, man. Come on, man. This LeBron is chasing goats. He's playing Pac-Man. Like, Jordan is that dude. Like, yeah. there's, there's no competition. But when you said that, um, damn. Nick Van Axel? Not even Nick Van Axel. Oh, so, so you said the last dance was the Michael Jordan documentary. No, it wasn't. What it was is the documentary of the last season of the Bulls. They focused on Michael Jordan, and he was in order in order to get because everybody had to sign off for the rights of that video. You think Michael Jordan signed off rights to anything without getting a check? No, Michael Jordan was not in any video game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was playing exactly. See so you know what I mean? So Michael's like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to do this. Nah, it's gonna be the way I want it. He was the EP on it. So Scottie Pippen also brought up a part. I think it was in the finals against. The Portland Trailblazers, whatever the clinching game was, the Bulls went into the fourth quarter down double digits. Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan on the bench. It was the bench that brought that run back. Scottie Pippen said that didn't make it to the documentary. Of course not. You know what nah, I mean? That's propaganda. No, no, that's, that's, what, that's because he's the EP. But he, like, said, he said Michael Jordan was kind of being too selfish. He was choking that game away. They went into the fourth down four. It was Pippen and reserves that got it popping. And you ain't tell that story. Pippen also said when Carmelo went to the line and he tapped him on the shoulder and said the mailman don't do the game on Sunday. <laughs> he said that didn't make the doc. How did that not make the doc? It did not. He said if Michael Jordan did that, 
it would have been like, oh, look at his game and shit. Like, yo, Pip was like, yo, this is Nah, nah, I, I think that made it die. Bro, it's in, it's in the book. He said no. I didn't watch the documentary. How would I know? He said nah. Nah, I like, know about that because I feel like I saw it in the doc. Like, nah, that's been a story for years. I, like, read the first time. Like, you got to watch that, and then you got to watch the Dream Team, and you got to watch your DT. Speaking of basketball, yo, we got, we got a season on our hands, man. Do we? Yo, I've never seen more parody than it is that it could be. Honestly, what I really believe it is, so people were saying AUs and one and done, all that was ruining the game. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like like these younger generation of players are far more skilled than ever was. They just don't know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. So when you have the talent, the ability, and now you come into the league and you get good coaching and training, you excel at a higher rate. It's like these dudes before were kind of raw. They go to college for four years. You know, the college game is different from the NBA game. The college game is predicated on the coach controlling the system. Like, mm-hmm. Cat out here shooting threes. He could have done that since um, Kentucky. Cal right. Parry said, you can't shoot threes. You seven foot, going to paint. Right. You know what I mean? Bam wasn't touching the floor. All of a sudden, Bam missed a triple-double in Miami. You know what I mean? Question, though. Kyrie Irving played three games in Duke. Number one draft pick. You know what I mean? Like, So, like, these dudes are super, super skilled now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they just don't know how to play the game, and they bring it together, like, so, like, right now. So, like, a lot of these young... Remember I told you, the league is in good head. These young cats is... Balling. Question. When you open your phone to check scores or you look for a game to watch, who has your attention? Who's the number one player that has your attention? I, I don't... John right. Yeah? They electric. Furthermore, you talk about parity. Is that always a good thing? There wasn't much parity in Michael Jordan era. We knew it was coming down to Jordan. We knew it was coming down to the Pacers and the Knicks. Does parody always mean good entertainment and, I guess, engaging? And for me, it is because I watch almost all the games every night. Flick it through after a timeout, the commercial, I'm going to the next. Like, I don't even have to look. I could just press down on the remote mm-hmm. and I'm going to get some action. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's players on every team in the league. Look, they thought they were going to blow up the, the Jazz and get Wembley Yana. The French seven foot four phenom, and they're like the number one team in the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're trying to tank. They, nah. they traded away Donovan Mitchell, and now they still got a good spot. Traded away Donovan yeah. Mitchell, traded away the they anchor the middle, the defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they over there balling. Mm-hmm. You you talk about the young guys. Our guys, and I just realized this this year, they're kind of old. Yeah. We, we know LeBron was old. But the KDs, yeah, Damian Lillard. Even Steph. Steph is what thirty four. Yeah, I heard Damian Lillard talk about the young guy on his team, uh, Anthony Simmons or something. Oh, that he's a problem. That's I'm like, hold on, Damian Lillard, you the young guy, <laughs> team, but not anymore. Nah. Damian Lillard about 30, 32, 33, not too far off from Steph. So who's the guy for the next year, next ten years? Is Ja? Nah, Giannis. Yeah, still, 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 Giannis. I don't believe in job because that's like that Iverson formula. You can't win like that. Even though the team around them is talented, they don't have a coach that that could bring that talent together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they play like knuckleheads. You know what I mean? But they excited. Mm-hmm. Like Jabarat is box office. Him and Zion, box office. You know what I mean? But I talk about the Knicks, man. Hold on. I actually have Giannis's bi- biography in my car. Been reading a little bit. That man is from some humble, humble beginnings. Humble, humble beginnings, bro. Yeah. 
all four of his brothers, like some people had to skip meals some nights. Yeah. And when I'm reading that, I'm like, yo, this explains why uh, why he plays the way he plays with like a fearlessness. Like, yo, bro, I've really been to the bottom. This basketball shit, like, yeah, like he and he, like I said, he he know the mud. And the yeah. crazy thing is, when he first came in the league, you know, uh, he's living in Milwaukee, whatever. He's cool with the state. You know, rookie yeah. young kid. He don't know nothing about the states. I heard a story about him. I think it might be in his book or a Probably. book about him. That one of the trainers came on the trainers he got cool with. He's like, oh, just come hang out because I'm home alone. You know what yeah. I mean? He's 19 years old in a country that the foreign country, the language you don't speak, the second language. So they're chilling at the crib, do a a Oreo from Giannis. My man Giannis was counting the Oreos in the ring, the rim. And it's like, one of my Oreos? Did you, did you eat one of my Oreos, bro? Oh, that's what Giannis said? <laughs> He's pressed dude, like, and he was upset about it for a while. Like, yo, you, you ate one of my Oreos, bro? Like, he don't take nothing for granted. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he, like, but you know, things are different now. He, super wealthy, super wealthy. Shout out to Giannis, doing great things. But, uh, yeah, next 10 years is going to be Giannis League, man. After LeBron, it's going to be Giannis. Oh. And the crazy thing is, he is proving that he's worth the investment. When I look at his brother on the bench, his brother's only there because Giannis is Giannis. Right? Of course. So that could be a valuable, real NBA pro that they had on that bench, but instead they put Giannis's brother there. They also have Giannis's brother on their G League team. And Giannis has seemed to be worth that investment. Meanwhile, LeBron James needs everybody in the NBA. He can't waste one <laughs> roster spot, and he still can't get it done. But Giannis is like, yo, I'm putting all this on my back. He ain't scared of anything. He ain't scared of the spotlight. He's not afraid to, to embrace his deficiencies and fight to get better. He's, he's upfront about his free throw struggles. Like, that's real G shit. That's somebody that has this whole entertainment thing in perspective. Like, yo, dog, I know what it is to not have a meal at night. So if I lose to Philadelphia, like, I, this ain't shit. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Rosters. My understanding is the New England, the New Orleans Pelicans hold the Lakers draft pick. Yes. So I mean, even though the New Orleans Pelicans are flying high, if the Lakers fly on there and get a high draft pick, the Pelicans will have it after the Anthony Davis trade. Correct. I think it might be top something protected, but that's bad. That's LeBron James. You ain't worth the investment. Also, you made us trade for AD. We didn't worry about that draft pick because we figured we'd be competing year in and year out. And we about to miss the playoffs. And if we the the one benefit to missing the playoffs is you get a nice little draft pick. We got to send it to them other folks, the same team that's kicking our ass. I'll I, I wait. Do you know what the return on investment on that move on that trade was? What? Nigga, we LA, we sell out every time. A bubble chip? No. Nobody's gonna no no no. Those haven't eclipsed Kobe's. No, there's no billboards of you. It's, no no no. Nah, there's no eclipse Kobe in LA. No 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 no. What what what's the return on investment? A chip. That's what you play for. A chip. Bubble chip, bro. Ah, the bubble was a, the bubble was some of the best basketball I've seen in my life. We didn't get a parade. Nothing, bro. We didn't get to we didn't get to travel with that trophy. How much we didn't Let sell tickets with that trophy, man? 
Lakers don't care about that. Lakers hang banners. Yo, fit. Lakers hang banners. Oh, Genie bust about that dollar. <laughs> All right, let's back. No, fam, that's the return on investment. No. That's how you do the trade to win the chip. Come on, fam. You, 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 you talk that money talk only when it's convenient. <laughs> fam, what? I, I'm just, I just realized that what money did they make off that chip? The, the little t-shirt. The, 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 the merchandise. Exactly. That, that 2020 championship. <laughs> they can see, you know, that's selling out LA right now. That little t-shirt that comes with one right after the trophy. <laughs> after the trophy is presented, that little sports illustrated t-shirt, nigga. Yo, fat. Oh, shit. Nah, the return on the investment is a chip. Money <laughs> off that chip, bro. Return on investment is a chip, man. They ain't make no money off that chip. I don't even see Jack Nicholson at the game. <laughs> it's dead over there, bro. <laughs> And Bob about to build a stadium. Who? Bob. Oh, yeah. Owner of the Pistons. They, they, they about to build that stadium over there in Inglewood. Fan. Oh, niggas ain't make no money off the chip. You sent me some research about uh, uh, how black men performed in the bubble. I didn't read it. We'll, we'll address that uh, next time. Question. New Orleans Pelicans. They for real or not? They hungry. They look, I don't believe they're for real because honestly, I believe Golden State's still going to take it again. Barring this new injury for Steph Curry. But I honestly believe I still can't see nobody beating them. When they click in, it, you can't stop them. I said, I, I said a few things. I said Zion Williamson is like Chris Webber. When the game slows down, he doesn't have a, a space on the court that he can go to and get a bucket. Did you see that? Zion is his own screen and roll. Yeah, I don't think you saw that because that was a YouTube exclusive. Way too. <laughs> nah, that's my stuff. I, I was I, I was out of town. I, uh-huh. I just got a lot of alerts. I'm subscribed now, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. So so Zion. Yeah. Zion is a walking screen and roll by himself. In a regular season, when we playing up and down, you get an offensive rebound, you get a putback. Woo! In playoff basketball, he don't occupy space on the court. He don't have a go-to move. So, so what is the difference between Gian- Giannis and Zion? Giannis can get to any spot on the court when he wants. And Zion can't? Who's going to stand in front of Zion? He's faster than the, the fours in the league. No, He's yeah. bigger than the threes. No, he don't have any moves. He can't go anywhere. His, his offensive move is a, is a fast break dunk. Oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> Yo, you don't watch him. That's why I know you're talking that shit. You don't watch. Giannis takes the ball off the rim on the defensive end, pushes the full court. Zion doesn't do that. He looks for a guard. Yep. Yeah, to make his job a little easier. Nah. So you asked the difference between Giannis and he's they Chris say, Webber. They Chris Webber was gonna shoot an elbow jump shot. That's why they can never get past the Lakers. Oh, because they got refs. Like <laughs> my man Tim Donahue over there. Um. Then what else did I say about that NBA? I said Draymond. He, he, he sunk the Warriors season with that punch. It, it did look like that at the beginning of the season. I still feel like that is kind of the dark cloud, but that I think that cloud is passing mm-hmm. because the, the team chemistry is back. It, it's just about – the crazy thing is their starting five is outscoring every single starting five. They got like a plus 70, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not the, the, the starters. They, they don't have a bench. They got what, three two-year players, four. They got um, Jordan Poole, uh, four-year player, just got his extension. They got Kaminga, second-year player. Moody, a second-year player. You just named champions. They were rookies last year. That got busy. Jordan Poole and them got busy. No, no. I'm not talking about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is not the problem. He's a sixth man. After Jordan Poole, we don't got the, the dog over there, uh, my man, GP2. 
locking up guards, making Steph not have to work on defense. You don't got the stretch for Otto Porter. We got Mikael Green. He's all right, but he's not shooting like how he was shooting in Denver. You know what I mean? We don't got the um, the Sean Stevens, Sean Livingston's coming out, slowing the game down on the half court. We don't got the David West that's going to lock down that elbow jumper that you hating on Chris Webber yeah. for doing, winning championship, doing that. They don't have the vets that they used to have. They used to have the, the young studs running you down, and then the vets will come and beat you up. Right. And then the young studs come back and run you down, and like, they don't have that team. So the, what they're doing now, they're trying to build for the future and win championships at the same time. I thought they couldn't do it. Last year, they proved me wrong. This year, I don't know. Mm. But I do think that punch did kind of start the season off a little shaky. Mm. Clay coming back a little rusty, starting to get back into form. He's not the same Clay as we know him to be mm. prior to 2019. But he's 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 getting back to form. I like how he's looking. I mentioned that the league is about young guys now, but I still don't think they can win big in the playoffs. DA, he never, DA's a big NBA guy, but he don't really care about the draft. He don't really care about young players. Like, they don't really do anything. And I, I still feel that way. I still feel the championship comes down to experience, seven, yeah, leadership. seven games of KD, seven games of Giannis. In the West, what's it looking like though? Are my Clippers in the in the race? No. Right. So young, young MJ just came back. He played every other month. Who that boy? Yeah, I can't rely. Why's my dog? I can't rely on that. Yeah. You know, you want to come and show off from the playoffs? Like you can't do that all the time. You know what I mean? But not even that. DA right about the young dudes. Young dudes ain't doing it. You're not gonna come and see no Pelicans, no Memphis run the table. Like I don't see them doing. Like I said, I still, still play like knuckleheads from time to time. They lose focus. So that's why I say there's nobody really that's seeing the Warriors right now. Let them get healthy. You know what I mean? One trade short of that bench. Problems for the league. Mm-hmm. Give 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 Clay. Give Clay till January. Problems for the league. Who do the Warriors have on Christmas Day? The Grizzlies. Yeah, that's that's they try to set up a little rivalry, young versus young blood versus the old heads. What's the game of the day that day? We got the Sixers versus the Knicks. We got the Lakers at Mavericks. We got the Bucks at Celtics. Grizzlies at Warriors. I like the Bucks at the Celtics. Tatum versus Giannis. But speaking about Giannis championship, and you try to discredit the discredit the bubble championship. Had it not been for an uh, injury and a toe on the line, Giannis would have went home. Man, if Ips was a fifth, bro, there's, there's <laughs> Ips all throughout our, our sport. You have to get it done. And he's gotten it done. I'm not knocking him, but nah. toe on the line, he was going home. Last year, his, his right-hand man, Chris Middleton, was injured. We could do what is forever, nah. When his time came, he got it done. Uh, one last thing on basketball. Luka Doncic is unbearable. I can't watch. He's like, he's, nobody's saying that. He's like harder than Houston. But Harden was better. Yeah. yeah. He's harder than Houston, but Harden was better. Why I hate that. Why, I, why are you saying Harden Houston? Harden, he's the same thing. Ball dominant, dribble, 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 and a bad shot. At least Harden was entertaining me with the yeah, dribble. You know what I mean? That was great. <laughs> It's unbearable. I can't right? watch it. I can't watch everybody like you look a lot. I'll be watching. I'm like, take this shit off. Like me and Ann was talking about this shit. Though I think over Thanksgiving, he's like, yo, he's like, I can't. He said the same thing. Like I can't with this shit. Didn't watch that dude, bro. That, he's like harder than Houston. He thinks he gets fouled on every play. His teammates are just standing around watching. That's not beautiful basketball. Not at all. Though. Check out the Warriors. Go to state. Baby. Not at all, son. That no. and that and that. No, they ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere with that dude. Yeah. I. I 
The crazy thing is, I didn't understand why Brunson left um, Dallas, the, 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 the back, not even the backup, the, um, Lucas running mate last year, to come to the Knicks. I'm like, what is he doing? They got something going there. I mean, you're not going to be the man with Luca, but at least you're going to be in the playoffs. Could, you could make, he made them competitive. Right. You know what I mean? He was taking the ball out of Luca's hands and doing, you know, running the offense, not Luca dribble, 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 step back, slow three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when he's on the Knicks, I'm like, this is going to be awful. What are the Knicks doing? They're just doing the same Knicks shit again. Yeah. And I can't lie, they out there balling, man. They balling. They balling. Uh, did you see Christ the King High School featuring Kyan Anthony, Carmelo's son, was out in California playing against Sierra Cannon, which features young Bronny James and Bryce, Bryce James? I, I saw some highlights about that. It's it's cool. It's like it's crazy to think that yo we was just watching these dudes get drafted. I was literally just watching a documentary about them getting spanked. You know what I mean? And then the redeemed team coming back and winning the championship. And look at these dudes like these dudes is young. Like young Melo with the braids, baby face. I'm like yo these dudes is young. And like now the kids is coming up, about to enter the league, about to go to college. It's it's just sad that they can never be those guys. You know, um, parents? Yeah, they could never be LeBron and Carmelo Anthony. You know, Bronny James is an exciting high school player. He he he's not even a three-star prospect. You know, and is that the standard for success for them? If they're chasing basketball success, you you're looking at your father every day. If you're chasing basketball success, not life, basketball success. But you don't have to accomplish what you. Parents did. No, not at all. But I work in the legal field. I say it all the time. Half of the attorneys I work for, the parents of attorneys, mm -hmm. the uncles, their grandfathers, it's it's a lineage and they, they and that's what you do. If my, my if my parents were doctors, I'd probably be the doctor. How many doctors you know? Mm -hmm. The mother, the father, the daughter, the brother, everybody's doctors, you know what I mean? It's what you know. You grow up around, you grow up surrounded around it. You do what you know, you do what you're taught. Mm -hmm. Your life is your life is all about environment and experiences. Hold on, like, like like you said, I think it's it was very cool. Yeah, it was dope. It was very cool. I didn't watch the game or anything, but just seeing the flicks, seeing the pictures, you got Melo Brown, you got the three boys. I think it was uh, very cool. And I've said many a times, just the highlights that I see from Brian James, he looked legit. A legit high school player. I, I don't think he's a. An NBA player. I'm not not trying to sh to to poo poo on him at all. He's he's a he's a high school player. I don't believe he's an NBA player. Well, not many people can be. How can you judge whether he's a high school player or not as a senior? That you know what you're right about that. <laughs> you're right about he's that. He's a Division One player. Yeah, okay, for sure, for sure. But I don't see him. I don't see like so. I'm he's comparing shoots, him he, to his dad. He shoots better than his dad. His little brother shoots better than him. Bryce is a shooter in the family. Okay, okay so. <laughs> Bryce should be better than LeBron. <laughs> and he's the youngest. <laughs> Bryce got a handle. He'd be out there letting him fly. You know what I mean? But the, the crazy thing is, I, he, like, he's an excited player, he's electric, but he's, he's small. He's even smaller than Bryce. He's even smaller than Kai and Anthony. You know what I mean? He, he's a Division One player. I, I can see him going to, well, I doubt he's going to go to a college. But, where else is he going to go? No. G League is not. No, he's going to Ohio State so he can reap the benefits of being on campus. He don't need money. 
And this is what I'm saying. LeBron James preach all this, yo, pay the uh, kids or they should be able to go straight to high school. Meanwhile, he taking pictures of his son in Ohio State jersey because he knows there's value with the college, whatever. But I don't, I don't even quite put that. He is going to college. But you saying he's not his dad. I think he can, first off, from a LeBron James perspective, if his sons make it to the league, that's great. I would put that as his greatest accomplishment. LeBron, I mean, Michael Jordan wasn't able to pull that off. <laughs> Magic Johnson wasn't able to keep his son as a, a male. You know what I'm saying? If he was able to pull that off, that would be truly remarkable from a, 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 a parenting standpoint. Them boys is growing up in the fire, son. Yeah. Can you imagine what they face every time they walk in the gym? Everybody. Everybody's gunning for them. Everybody's gunning for them. And for them to have the joy and seemingly the discipline and respect for the sport to compete. Yeah, they work. They working. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have access to resources, but that don't mean you take advantage of it. They really look like they're working. And I'm in these high school basketball scenes, and coaches always bring up, yo, if Bronny James can can slap fives with all his teammates, can run to the bench when he's subbed out, you should be doing the same. You know what I'm saying? But where did they get in that from? They from pops. Right. They be, exactly. And that's the credit. Of course. I'm, you said, you asking me, do you think he's an NBA player? I'm comparing him to his dad. And that's going to be the unfair comparison he's going to get the rest of his basketball career. Honestly, I think he's done a good job of separating himself and carving out his own lane. I don't see the comparisons to his dad. No, there's no comparison. But I'm comparing his NBA career to his dad. It looks like his dad is a physical specimen, small forward, freight train. It looks like Bronny's carving out a niche as a primary ball handler point guard type dude that can shoot. Since when LeBron was in the point guard. Every team he's been on, he's the point guard. He's just a smaller version of Bronny, but that can shoot. Better handle too. Yeah. Yo, bro, I think his dad is LeBron James. If Bright, if uh, Bronny goes on to be, give me a name. Raymond Felton? Rod Strickland, give me a name, give me a name, uh, uh, Nick Van Axel. Nah, Nick Van Axel is, is, is an alter, perennial all-star. Oh. He's a Hall of Famer too, I think. Rod, Rod Strickland, I would compare Rod to Strickland, Raymond Felton, them type of like things. Like an, an NBA, a serviceable point guard. An everyday NBA player that plays 10 to 12, that'd be phenomenal. That'd be phenomenal. That's, he don't have to eclipse LeBron. Not many people for the next 100 years will eclipse LeBron. Facts. He, I think he's done so well. I don't really see the comparisons. He got the same name as his dad, and I don't see the comparisons. And that's it. You're living up to that name. Of because, again, I think he's carving out his own niche. Like, we are saying, yo, he shoot that thing better than his daddy now. Yeah. So, he, he's done that so well. We don't, like, he's, he's removed those... Those comparisons, because I think he's carving out his own, his own little lane. Like, I, like I'm, I'm speaking from the average fan's perspective. You only gonna look at him and see LeBron James. You know what I mean? I don't think you. I don't even think you see that. That's my first. I'm comparing. I'm telling you, not an NBA player. Who am I comparing him to? His pops. I'm not comparing him. To, like you just said, Rod Strickland, Raymond Felton, like a serviceable NBA point guard. Yes, he can be that. Sam Cassell. Are you crazy? 